Hello and welcome to this iLARP special episode. Um, it's a really fun episode. Unfortunately, there is a little bit of phone interference at certain points in the interview. Um, some of the stuff is so good that I was thinking I was going to cut it out, but it's so good I think I'm going to just keep it in and let you guys skip it if it's too distracting for you. So um, it kind of kicks in at around 51, 52 minutes. Uh, and then continues on uh, intermittently until around 1 hour, 22 minutes, 23 minutes, something like that. Um, there is a little bit more in the uh, in the episode, but it's very minor and intermittent. But like I said, there's good stuff in there, um, mainly talking about the different events that ILARP uh, run. Um, but I will be putting their website in the description if you wanted to go and look at what they do. Um I had a really good time talking to both um, Johnny and Kitty, um, so hopefully you will enjoy listening to it. Um, anyway, on with the episode. Hello and welcome to the LARP News Podcast. My name is Dave and today I've come down to Eversley to uh, interview a couple of uh, game orgs, is the cool way to describe <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm here with Johnny and Katie. Um, Kitty. Kitty. Kitty, sorry, Kitty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, organisers, game yeah. organisers, game runners. Yeah, I think we usually would go game runners, which actually sounds a bit more, I don't know, <laughs> sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's, yeah, we're I've, very low-tech here, aren't we? So yeah, I've actually been kind of like lucky enough to actually attend, um, well, one of your events, which one of was our events, um, yeah. Flying Lead, which was the cowboy, yeah. movie cowboy LARP, which <laughs> I absolutely fucking loved, like... We did an episode on it, um, it's probably a couple of episodes ago, but if you check that out, um, I had an absolute fucking blast, basically. Yeah. I loved so many aspects of the game. Um, I've been to this site now a couple of times because I went to the uh, Northern Kingdoms event no, down yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even just coming here now, uh, we're in the Viking Village right now, which is, uh, if you picture it as a, a large fire pit surrounded by shacks with a palisade wall around it, it's, it's wonderfully at- atmospheric and just... Just, just feels great being back here. There's good vibes here. Um, how long have you been kind of running? How long have you been larping for? And how did that transition <laughs> into yeah. kind uh, of running? Definitely games? two different. Okay, uh, there's two different times. Uh, I've been larping since I was 16. I'm now 34. Yeah. So I got into larp because of my aunt does it. Got taken to uh, PD's Maelstrom, mm. very first event. Got hooked. Just started doing pretty much all PD's events and then started doing smaller events um, and then came to ILARP as a player and then slowly went from player to crew and then just got handed it yeah. <laughs> in a way, didn't we? <laughs> we um, did, yeah. Uh, we, we both started, um, well, I say we both. We both played a Buccaneers of the Damned, which is the old pirate game that ran here in 2015 I think I think it was around that time and then we both started crewing you probably crewed a bit more than I did because you were local in yeah. later in that year and then we started dating the following year yeah. and then yeah we, we were regular crew here for a good two and a half three years um, before we had anything to do with the actual organising of anything yeah. um, but we actually started a, a catering company uh, first that we, we were going to be catering things here alongside Josh um, Josh Smith, who is the is still the owner of ILARP. Um but he had uh, five kids and two vasectomies and had to take a step back. Yeah, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then that's um, that's what we basically got. It was Buccaneers of the Dam that we yeah. started writing for with a with a little team of us. Uh, basically, he he just started um, 
getting writing teams together for all the different games so that he could take a little bit of a setback and it wasn't all on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I think, five or six of us at one point running bucks, yeah. which was always the most madcap of the it was games ca- it, was, it was chaos. It was absolute chaos. Um, and then, yeah, when we, we took over the kitchen on site and then Legio was actually, which is what we've just been doing this weekend, was our first game that we got given uh, with about two weeks notice yeah and then it, uh, we had the blizzard and so everybody who arrived on the friday couldn't leave until sunday when it thawed out and we can actually get down the path again yeah. the <laughs> valley was uh like three foot worth of snow in it yeah it was, it was loads of romans and sandals i love LARPing, them. don't get me wrong <laughs> but like it was, <laughs> it was, it was the, the the wonderful thing about eversley and why we, yeah. why we enjoy it so much is because it changes throughout the year depending on what happens. And any any weather, this place looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And but the snow was the so snow beautiful. Was With so the good. offset against the red of the Roman tunics and all the leather and the shiny helmets. Oh, it's just uh, the most photogenic. Even saying that now, I feel like actually thinking about I just like I'm yeah. I'm mentally running through yeah. my kit yeah. and I'm like, I could maybe yeah. I could maybe do a snow <laughs> event. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I probably have yeah. quite a lot of yeah. wool now. Yeah. I could probably pull something off. Yeah. There's a group of scousers who they were here this weekend as well, fantastic. And they <laughs> they they drove their car off the road on their way in just off the road and so we had to have a group of go- we we didn't time on the friday night because nobody was here on time and so we were sending out search parties basically to check the road and make sure people were okay and able to get from the main road which was just icy awful down the track and actually into sight and we found them in a ditch basically with their like four courts are just like <laughs> down in, in the ditch so we had to have like actual like Roman teams pulling them out <laughs> and then the entire weekend they were wearing sandals yeah like sandals. they just went for it like socks and sandals didn't nice. care yeah. it, was, I mean, it was unbelievable Liverpool is a savage place yeah. so you kind yeah. of understand yeah. like you know yeah. ready for a fight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah footwear is like sparse yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh they're fantastic that's yeah good. that's yeah. dope yeah like um yeah, I think one of the things that people don't really... When you're first coming into LARP, you don't really picture the weather as being a, yeah. a thing. Like, you're all about the aesthetics of your kit rather yeah. than... And speak to anyone that's been LARPing for a few years, they're like, this is my warm, super warm kit. Yeah. I can take this off to keep myself yeah. cool. Like, yeah. it's much more Layers. practical. Um, yeah, so, so when you took over iLARP, what was the kind of the... Do you think there was a change in you guys kind of running uh, running your games compared to other things? Like, what was the kind of, like, mentality that you think you kind of brought to the systems that you were running? I think it's still a big difference, isn't there? Like, yeah. There's some games that were our, our ideas, and those are the ones that um, I think you can tell the passion that went into them at the start, and others that we took over at first, um, maybe did a, an event of, to test the waters and check how things because all of them we crewed before that because yeah. we were just here constantly weren't we yeah, we lived in time. like a couple of towns over and just this is what we did on weekends yeah, uh, yeah. working in Phil and Johnny was doing very jobs time. yeah and yeah. Um, so there were a lot of things that we could just jump onto knowing exactly what had happened because we played most of the NPCs and you know what yeah. our mates had um, but for pretty much all of them we did a bit of a soft reboot or even a hard reboot or something hard reboot, yeah. and made design documents and more information I think available also being LARPers in that in the time period that we've had as well mm-hmm. in LARP we've seen the changes so we kind of were a bit more connected with what was going on in other games as well mm-hmm. as well as the um, there's the, the safety aspect the design document aspects so we kind of brought in the newer terms of the, the newer 
LARPers. And it's now it's it's happening again. There's like another yeah. fold of people coming into the hobby. Yeah. And we alienated a fair few of the old hands who weren't keen on what we were bringing yeah. to it. But I came into know. the hobby 2018, something like that. Mm. 19, something like that. It, even in my time, I felt yeah. like I came in with a a shift of things. Like yeah. I, I felt like I was part of that, and yeah. like the like a new wave of people coming in. I think because of COVID, we're having like this oh. second vibe of just yeah. loads of people who that. Like I always say this, right? Like it's the opposite of COVID, right? LARP, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's interactive. You're actually doing the <laughs> yeah. thing, yeah. right? You're yeah. heavily involved in it. You can role play. A lot of people have been playing role play games like Dungeons and Dragons online yeah. for that duration. It just seems to be the perfect hobby post COVID, like in my opinion, you know? Yeah, we, um, we've realized this quite rapidly when we reopened after COVID. We're very lucky because the site is quite spacious um, because on games of lower numbers, when we were allowed to get back in it, we just hit hit the floor running because mm. we try and get an event down here at least two every month. But like we, we're in our safety brief, there's always something going on in Eversley on the yeah. weekend. If it's not us, it's airsoft. If it's not us, it's airsoft. Or it's um, um, you know, third party hire with some of the other LARPs like yeah. Kingdoms. Uh, so there's always something going on. And the best thing about it was that we then started realising the, the amount of new people that were coming in from COVID. Because normally the fest systems were the were the first systems the catch all right yeah and then people would have like a little bit of LARP knowledge then they'd be like oh i want to try a smaller game and apply that and apply that to the the smaller game specific rules or specific setting but now we find that we are becoming um first part of call first part of call (laughs) and it's really strange when you get like the amount of new people that come up like probably most of our games for to 10 new players and crew mm-hmm. uh, with 60, yeah. 60 players. Like, we're, we're really pro-crewing as a starting point because it's how we started. Well, yeah. it's how I started and, and it's sort of how you started here at ILARP after your first yeah. time playing. And, like, it's the, just such a great atmosphere. The, the problem is, it's, it's and I agree with you, yeah. by the way, like, everything that you're saying is, is resonating completely with me. Like, I find my experience with the small lot I've been to, I've been able to RP a hell of a lot heavier, yeah. like, yeah. really get into the character, um, to have a lot more plot being directly involved in, having a small amount of players which you can get to know really, really well, like... After a weekend, 50 people mm. seems like a lot, but I know superficially something about everyone there, and I've yeah. also built up lots of friendships and stuff like that. Um, but even crewing, I think, is a really interesting way. I, I think it's like your new LARPer might not think that crewing yeah. is the right oh. option for yeah. them because it's intimidating, whereas yeah. actually the kit requirements are less, you're briefed very heavily yeah. on the stuff yeah. that you need to know, there's also yeah. some free reign in certain systems to be able to yeah. kind of express yourself as well. And you don't necessarily have to spend a long time playing a character that could be quite daunting in a setting so you know it could be quite heavy role play that you're hoping to do it could be that you're a combat wombat and you don't necessarily want to get into the deep role play but you want to be part of the atmosphere in the setting see what it's like and you want to yeah you maybe want to find out what kind of thing suits you like i love i love rp systems like like into the odd and things like that where your characters die all Mm. the time and you have to come up with a new character in five minutes i love that shit so i feel like i feel like crewing is calling me but i'm just I'm so greedy. I just want to have. <laughs> I just want to LARP the entire time, yeah, and like, yeah. well, if, if I can go, yeah. then I want to be LARPing rather yeah. than crewing. But I, I, yeah. I feel like that might change one day. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
So what's your kind of ratios between crew and players usually? Uh, so we so most of our games now sit around um, the 50 players, 30 crew mark. Yeah, that's about yeah. the average. That yeah. is the average on a lot of game sets. Um, and it feels like that's a, a, a deliberate decision to keep those numbers, right? Yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Most yeah. of the things that I've been to that are, are, are like related or, or Northern Kingdoms, they're like they, the tickets sell out very quickly, right? Yes. Like there's not a shortage of people trying to fill those fifty no. people. Um, what, why do you think that you prefer running fifty player as opposed to say a hundred or more? You know, so with the fifty, it's about looking after the the story and making sure everybody is following it. I think with fifty players, it's easy to see the player impact of the story as well as the crew impact on the story as well because when you are at a lot it's not the players and crew it's the community Mm -hmm. and each are trying to make the story work for each other it lets people stand out as well specialise in certain areas of it and be the person that everybody knows does that one thing and you know we have a a hard limit of 100 on site here um, just because of the agreement that we have with the landlords the forestry commission who surround the site any more than that and we'd have issues with logistics but mm. we we prefer to keep it 30 minimum to 65 maximum because mm-hmm. yeah and and those numbers will also depend on crew because flying lead is really easy to do as a 65 player game because so much of the combat isn't melee and so our crew aren't constantly being absolutely packaged <laughs> into the ground yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. whereas something that's a lot more um, physical um, we prefer to keep the numbers low just so that we can kind of even out the odds with the, the crew and have uh, the crew the, every crew I've had at this <laughs> at this um, location has just been like unbelievably good yeah. like their NPC work they're kind of like one of the things I found really exciting about uh, Flying Lead was first getting into Goodwill Goodwill yeah Goodwill, um, yeah, Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> and then the um the kind of like not knowing who are players and who are NPCs yeah. and interacting yeah. with everyone equally almost yeah. was like a real I loved it it yeah. really felt like <laughs> I'm new to a new town and yeah. these are all the different characters that inhabit this wonderfully wacky yeah. wild west town you know? it's, it's, a, their own, it's they? A, yeah they really have it's a thing that comes from Josh um, originally and it's still quite heavily focused in in the way that we like ILARP is it's a film sim so everyone is a part of a film I think it comes from a German LARP phrase that he yeah. translated. Um, Harry Harold also ran a, a similarly put together game, uh, game called All for One, which was a, a Musketeers LARP. And he had also translated the same German rule system, but different wording. And so his yeah. was, I think, like cinema uh, <laughs> cinema, cinema sim, whereas yeah. we have film sim. Film but it's, sim. it's the, the ethos is um, re- react to everything. And don't re- expect the reaction that you think you may get. Yeah. Um, so that everybody's kind of yes anding to the situation. Uh, and, you know. LARP in general for me is when I, when I describe it to like vanilla people out there that have no idea what LARP is. I tend to describe it as like it's improv with rules. Yeah. yeah. And then people are like, it's got a setting and rules, <laughs> and that that those few words in a, in a in a sentence seem to be like enough for people to be yeah. like, yeah, oh, I fucking yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, but what I love about this idea of this kind of like, um. Because one thing I've realised is I, I, I really don't like games that are too heavy rules-based, mm. right? I don't want to constantly be thinking about every single rule like it's a, like it's a, like it's a strategy board game yeah. dice, right? Like I don't want to have it. 
if someone points a gun at me and shoots me, I just want to react to that, right? Yeah. And have the freedom just to kind of yeah. clear all that stuff out of my mind and just role play the situation. Yeah. And that's kind of what I found, especially when I was at Flying Lead, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it's something that we that we want to keep hold of. We have in our design documents added more kind of direction with archetypes and a lot of mm. them uh, are like clans in... Uh, uh, bind room. It's skills though isn't it it's, it's like being able to create a character that you know will be able to do certain things from the get go but that's all role play rather yeah. than building a character that can shout certain things at certain times and yeah. and will have you know be stronger or weaker or whatever. Calls, you know? calls are really difficult yeah. they're really difficult I'm mm. still kind of like on the fence about how I feel about calls sometimes calls are fantastic and they work really well yeah. but I, I think every LARPer understands like or has experience like Calls not being taken yeah. um, for whatever reason. Usually, I, I'm almost certain. Usually, because of like not being able to hear or yeah. anything like that in yeah. the melee and yeah. the excitement of everything. Um, but it can lead to players leaving the field, being yeah. really frustrated and kind of like grumpy about yeah, everything. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, you hear about it all the time. Yeah, it's we, so common. It's yeah. it's something that we will probably never put into combat mm-hmm. because it's just very difficult to do that sort of thing. All the spells at things like Five Kingdoms are very descriptive and you know it'll be it'll be based entirely on role play and what you can convince the but, players but there's also a benefit of the amount of players you have like you're never going to have those like it gets chaotic and it gets really yeah. busy yeah. but like it's a lot less like so many people in one clanky yeah. one mm. area doing all things at the same time yeah. which makes things get lost yeah. like i feel like with the 50 player we're usually in groups of like four to five that are like your homies mm, and then yeah. you're doing stuff in a larger environment but there's only yeah. 50 players at the end of the day there's only so much noise you can make unless you're firing fucking blank <laughs> fires yeah. 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 love a nine mil blank fire love a nine mil blank fire love two blank mil fires um, yeah. yeah oh my no, god uh, I wouldn't know no no you have the you have the worst luck with guns I've got don't a curse you? Yeah. yeah every yeah. single so we how many games of flying that did we run there six uh, yeah. Plus two nightmares or something, yeah, like that. something like that, and I have never successfully managed to shoot a gun. What do you yeah. mean? Every single time, somebody will load it, hand it to me. I will try and shoot it. It will misfire. They'll, ha- they'll take oh it back. I'm they so will ha- shoot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm so happy you've told me this. <laughs> yeah. I never hand yeah, yeah, you because yeah, 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 I'm yeah. literally looking at like I was like, oh man, like they're really expensive. Yeah. But I was like, man, I really want my own fucking gun, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I want to be able to have a handle I can fucking paint on yeah, and kind yeah. of personalize yeah, it and yeah, do all yeah. that stuff, right? I don't break um, them. They just do no, not No, no, no. It's they're too expensive to even take that risk. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. until we fully establish what the curse is, I'm just not going to take that I'll risk. I'll them back, and they'll go, "Oh, it's worked for me, fine." And then, bang! Absolutely, immediately, yeah. it'll yeah. work fine. It's just they just I something about me. Yeah, yeah. Something about I can do uh, flintlocks. You can do flintlocks. Yeah. <laughs> you can do flintlocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a pirate. You know yeah, what yeah. you say? Yeah. No, I love it. Anything past the uh, anything that hits the 18th yeah. century mark, yeah. just machine gun. Like, no, I'll take a musket. Yeah. Musket yeah. bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the Napoleonic War you know can't do it um Cannons, probably. Yeah, cannons. Yeah. I mean, this is all something that you should experiment with, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. size Musket, of the caliber, definitely, definitely. <laughs> barrel length. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, there's lots to. Yeah, man, I really shouldn't shop for uh, blank fires, but it's so tempting just to <laughs> uh, browse uh, the yeah. website and just watch all the different yeah. options you could possibly get, and then it always ends up with me going, "Yeah, it's three hundred quid. That's actually yeah. what you want. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. you actually yeah. want. Everything else yeah. is is bad." Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like. Um, the kind of in this kind of transition that we're having and it feels like a transition and it's so hard to tell because it's just this is my opinion right but it feels like 
LARP is accelerating into something else at the moment and going through evolutions of change, which are kind of like really healthy. Uh, some of these are political. Some of these are like safety driven. Yeah. Um, but uh, but a lot of them are kind of like mechanically of how games are run and understood. And it feels like, um, and we talk about the old guard, like with such a fucking lack of respect, right? But it does feel like there's an evolution of mentality towards games. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And a lot of them are coming along for the ride, you know? A lot of people are, are really um, excited about the changes and the new people who are in this hobby. Mm. Um, and it's been really great to, to have such a varied like age range at oh, yeah. Red. Like Our youngest yeah. ever crew member was 10 months old and our oldest is 75-ish. Yeah. <laughs> the guys next to me have been LARPing since the 80s. Like yeah. They were just yeah. old yeah. school, old gangsters yeah. just yeah. doing it. And they were just such a delight to have next door and to talk to them about their old stories. And, yeah. and even they were like... It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, it's really great how the systems work. A lot more women as well, obviously, yes, and a lot more representation generally. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, it's been strange. Um, I went to LARPCon earlier this year uh, with uh, Max and Ren, two of our regular crew, who are going to be in our new Empire group. Yes, yeah, they are going to be one. Very Empire much group. looking forward great. to yeah spending more time with them. But like, yeah. they are. Uh, both people of colour mm. and uh, they took over from Johnny uh, on the stall because Johnny always hates going to LARPCon <laughs> he, he would much rather just be shut in the woods for a weekend being able to just take a you know, ham- hammer and nails to something on site just build something yeah. build something that's what we should do yeah. just build the stand over the weekend I think I did that weekend or at least put some I put some roofs up I think with yeah. Land. always evolving this site but yeah they found that well we, we noticed on the Sunday that um, the two of them were two of only maybe five people of colour that yeah. actually attended LARPCon at any point in the yeah. weekend. It was just, it's still an overwhelmingly uh, white uh, hobby. We had uh, a thing with my, a friend of mine, I won't say his name because I don't want to be like, yeah. oh, oh, my my, 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 yeah. my black friend or whatever. <laughs> it sounds awful. But they were literally like, yeah, it's pretty pretty white here. And I, I because I'm a white guy, I looked around and was just like, oh, fuck. Like, literally, yeah. it is like... It really is. Hugely... Um, uh, swayed in that I mean like there's probably like socioeconomic co-crew things yeah. like that but hey things are getting better things yeah. are getting yeah, better at the end of the day so yeah. um, I think it's a nerd problem generally in these kind of hobbies yeah I think uh, th- there are there are nerd problems <laughs> there are real nerd problems like the uh, I always bang on about this how nerds can't have anything nice no. if you if you give them power there's something weird about certain people do, who are nerds who just become drunk on it for some yeah. reason and become really really toxic people and these are very reasonable people outside of uh, a LARP environment but can be yeah really really bad like it's weird I don't know what mechanism that is but um, and I don't even know whether people are aware of doing it but me as a player I'm deeply fucking aware of it mm. right like mm. even even I still consider myself to be a very new player yeah. I'm still very much like we need to facilitate new players. We need to give them game, right? Yeah. Like, if you've been holding on to, say, for example, a title for three years or more, like, what are you really doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you actually doing with that? Yeah. Or, or nine years now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or are you just like, right. Yeah. And that, that, But it's, it's a real common thing. I'm just like, I recently actually um, got elected to a title at Empire, which mm. I was, like, really fucking happy yeah. about. I've been, like, working really hard to do it. But I know that there's a limit to what I want to do, right? Like there's stuff I, it's not the title I want, it's what I want to do with that title. Yeah. There's a difference, right? And I think like, I'd say, I say this now, right? Like audience, please hold me to this. If I'm like, <laughs> if I'm still doing it four years on, feel free, like I'm a hypocrite. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Play this bit yeah. back to yeah. me yeah. and be like, yeah. 
God, you uh, if you live long enough, what if you, you yeah. die a hero or live, yeah. live long enough to become yeah. the villain? That right. would be me. I crew, if you're listening to this in 2025, <laughs> uh, track him down. Yeah. Yeah. What's your character's name? Empire? I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get you. Go on. Yeah. Go on. They'll be like, I'll be on the battlefield. They'll be like, why is like a what? huge what? amount of people Don't all aiming straight at me? <laughs> yeah, the rest of my uh, striding are like, listen, listen, Dave, we've got to get out of here. Like, we've been warned. They said that we're okay, but you're fucked. So, uh, yeah, no. Um, I think that the other thing is like, sometimes having titles can make you scared of going on battlefields and like taking part in other yeah. parts of the game. And that's something that I'm acutely aware of now and trying to have that internal battle yeah. with myself to yeah. put my big boy shorts on and get out there and do the fighting and, and all that stuff but yeah it's scary yeah you just gotta be a liver not a dyer yeah liver not as, a dyer as Sam Newton would say yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a dyer um, I just I get that thing when you're in battles and you just like you're like fuck I'll just roll the dice on this yeah. like I know I know yeah. what the options are here but I yeah. wanna uh, fuck I don't let me put this right I don't wanna be timid in my day to day normal life there's no fucking way I'm gonna be timid when I'm yeah. b- playing like a LARP game at the weekend that just yeah. seems so counterproductive yeah. to me yeah. and like yeah. um, fuck I still love that rush absolutely love the rush of bad decision making and, yeah. and, and pulling it off but yeah. again you can play this back to me when I die in like next event um, <laughs> Mate. But yeah. I think we had a really good last E1 as well because we were all planning on retire our characters after that event and so there was a big group of us who were all basically trying to find the best exit for our characters mm-hmm. and trying to find um... I've heard it's hard oh, I've oh, heard it's quite it's, difficult it's to get yourself to killed yeah. like Johnny played the same character since uh, year one E1 uh, who was just notorious for being able to survive anything and so he just went into the game going yeah nothing's going to be able to kill me like I, I, there's no point in me even trying to die in battle because at this point people won't believe it like, <laughs> 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 he killed a kraken <laughs> I heard he killed <laughs> what was the other one Chimera. Chimera. Well, I didn't kill it I just uh, I won just ridiculous that was, that was a great fight but we were actively trying to find like successes for things and like th- yeah. people to pass plot along to and yeah. like just the level get five people... military unit. Because this, like, yeah, 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 like just stuff that you can get from the start of the game that you can't get now in like you know 2022 because everything was so cheap in the first couple of years of the events. So I like hear that. about this shit yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. Like that kind of like starting the starting the race with the gun going off and yeah. then you yeah. join the race yeah. like seven eight years in. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, I'm a little far behind some other people that are at the event right yeah. now. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, but that's 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 the way I, I mean, what you're saying there is exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, you can hold on to positions or power or money and it's all make-believe anyway, right? Oh, it's all made up, mate. But, like, <laughs> but, it's, but what you can do is you can, like, help other people achieve things and feel, like, get into the game and start yeah. to hold on those positions as well just by, by sharing a little bit of the, the wealth and love, yeah. you know? There's yeah. so much really cool information in games like Empire that very few people necessarily know about. And it's not really because they're, trying to hold on to it but mm. it's just because if you don't know who the other people are who are interested in the things that you want to do then you can't share it necessarily yeah. like I, I found so like my, my last character that I just retired is um was a, a sort of <laughs> Indiana Jones type I was basically basing it on um Oh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage in National Treasure. So just, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, and uh, it, just basing a character on Nicholas Cage <laughs> yeah. of any variety yeah. is uh, a it bold was great. choice. It was great. Um, bold choice. Uh, I had a t-shirt and everything. Um, but uh, 
basically she was a treasure hunter and was like really obnoxious with it but like also spent like half of the entire event in a library searching for one particular reference to one particular thing in one of the old editions of the oath right because that was the only uh, place i could i i heard that this plot had been dropped in um and so it was just like an absolute struggle to try and find where how to grab the end of this very long it just sounds like a fucking dyslexic nightmare (laughs) if you went to me like here is the library go find this one piece of information i'll just be like go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) can i pay other people for this um Um, but like there were so many cool things that we got to do and so much of it was like we're gonna put together a team we need some specialists you there what can you do okay come along you need you and several times it was like we 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 had 12 spaces to fill to to go and get this um ancient artifact of the the brass coast and we had to go to this spooky um varushkin glade to get it and stuff and and we had to put together a team and changelings and and cambians were better than anybody else for it because there was a particular mist or something and so we were like okay we need to get some cambians we need to get a cambian who can do autumn magic we need to get a cambian who can do this and do that and and like you know put it really felt like a kind of heist movie where you're going to break into uh Varushkin Vale and steal uh, an artifact God, from it, I, I, don't, I don't know anyone like that if I went like I need to set up a team in my group yeah. it'll be like there'll be no action at all it'll just be like that's great why you go to other nations and yeah. get other people involved and I think that's what it is about the smaller games yeah. is that you can get more people involved it's in accidental networking isn't it? yeah. it's also like player <laughs> events right like yeah. I do I do the bonds I've built off a couple of player events which is yeah. why like I'm so bummed um, they recently ran um, the longest the walk longest, here, longest part which yeah. I I had tickets yeah. for unfortunately I had another fucking medical issue yeah it, oh for, mate for, yeah for, you've had like for, for you've those, not had a lot of luck for those playing uh, <laughs> Dave medical roulette this time uh, the correct answer is lungs lungs <laughs> was the correct answer this time yeah. for anyone that uh, was guessing knees again yeah. you were incorrect or back no 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 no, no. <laughs> lungs yeah, this lungs, time yeah um fuck i was so pissed off i was yeah. so pissed off i couldn't go and i was like part of me was like oh maybe i can go and it's just like no a massive Mate. fucking yeah. walk 25k yeah. 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 Well, yeah it was yeah it was it was yeah it was 16 and a half k on the first on the saturday in that glorious heat oh, fuck it would have been know? so good yeah. and the people that I know when absolutely loved mm. it um, luckily actually um, a friend of mine he, he does a podcast uh, Bam uh, Ban Shatter uh, Song oh, uh, yes, I sometimes I link his stuff on our Facebook wall so have a look down there but he did a really good thing of it and listening to it I was like part of me was like oh this is really great to listen to and the other part of me was like I could have been there doing <laughs> all of those things <laughs> fuck uh, no. we, um, we're very like we're, we're very lucky with what we've got and PD have been so good PD over the years because they're, they're, well. they're always happy to well so far we've run something like six or seven actual player events and some yeah. socials and um, they're, they're so receptive to ideas and I think they really like it when people are able to fizz rep below the abstraction layer what people do is their day to day business you yep. know because we love the Navarre brief but wouldn't Play Nav- I originally played a Navarre character that in the first year of the game. That sounds very prejudice of you. So, uh... <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not our game, I think, anymore. No, I totally respect know. that, by the way. Yeah. But we love the, the, the sort of mythos of the Navarre yeah. and the Tarunial ancestry. And I'm Welsh, so I love all that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I, I do always annoy all of the um, Welsh speakers at Anvil because I speak a bit of Welsh. But it, so the language of Tarunial is yaith. I'm constantly pronouncing that as Llaith, 
which means milk in Welsh because I'm bad at Welsh. And so, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I wish I could cool do. Shit. I can do. I could <laughs> like. Well, I'm, I'm DMing at the moment. One of my best strengths of DMing is doing like random NPCs. Like I'm, I'm good at it, yeah. right? But fuck, I cannot do that Welsh accent no? at all. My mum's Welsh, and every time I do it, I end up sounding like a really racist Indian, <laughs> and it's yeah. really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I wish I could crack that nut. Yeah. That's one of the the holy grails of my. Of my, because I would love to play my next character to come back as a Navari, but like, just go completely warrior like yeah. again, a complete fucking zealot, and just have a really good time, right? Yeah. Like roll the dice on the battlefield, all that stuff again. But um, you can't possibly do that without a really good Welsh accent. That's what I mean, right? right? Yeah. You can see where I'm going with this, right? And also <laughs> at Empire, I really love the idea of bringing an accent next time because I saw how unbelievably powerful it was yeah. at Northern Kingdoms and at um, uh, Flying Lead. Yeah. How, for not only me as a player, how other players interact with me, the whole yeah. caboodle works better when you put that extra layer of yeah. uh, between you and the character. Absolutely, it makes it so much better. <laughs> like when I was like um, the the Dubois brothers running around, like doing the Toussaint accent was amazing. Like, I just, yeah. just I was so in it, like yeah. so yeah. in it. I was just talking, I was thinking in the same yeah. language. It's when you um, when you get back after a lap or like a Sunday uh, driving back, and you go into a service station and you still got the accent on, yeah. and then someone looks at you and says, "What?" Especially the flying lead one because it's so it's such a stupid caricature for most of us like our friend Elsie can't come to lead because she cannot handle she's American or she's lived in America for a lot of her life and she absolutely cannot handle everyone going ah diggity woohoo my, uh, my <laughs> ex annoying. is American and she would <laughs> uh, I can only imagine the reaction to the accent even I was cringing a little yeah, bit yeah, right yeah. but um, thigh slapping as well yeah, you know yeah. uh, but I hey hey if you want to like I'm sure our American listeners will agree like if you listen to any like role play podcast I'm sure this is the same for American yeah. last I haven't attended but there must be some really wacky uh, bad yeah, yeah like really daddy ho shocked like, away yeah. Truly, no, that was too good. Way too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, really bad. Um, oh god. No, it was. Um, I, I think the other thing about having like a movie setting as well, like if we were talking about like the the Wild West, mm. it's such a deeply. Um, <laughs> Like it's a it's an era made up of mythos, right? And yes. a lot of the stuff that we yeah. understand it through cinema and everything else yeah. is the myth is rather the, than the reality. Is the, yeah. the, the like the fifties to the seventies myth of what their past was. Yes, because yeah. when you go, it's a Wild West game. You're like, oh, cool, jeans, cowboy hat, da da da. You yeah. don't think Victorian London? Yes, absolutely. Same time. Yeah. yeah, and that was what like the, there yeah. was a guy there who actually came as a noble with a butler. Yeah, yes, nice. so yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, really good. He's our centurion at Legio, uh, which is a, like, oh my god, I bet he he's so good. Yes, and he, but he's he's brutal. Like you know the, the amount of like torturings and <laughs> there's nearly a crucifixion. Yeah, but they're always constantly trying to crucify people. But like he, you know he's all he's, Romans be Romans. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but he, he, you know he's he's their mate because he's like the centurion rather than like an officer. He plays it like like sharp almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, like but, I'm, I'm uh, the mate of the the men, but like a brutal yeah. overseer towards yeah. everyone else, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty it. much how I think of most sergeants generally being yeah. in that yeah. role, right? And like, he's got this optio under him. He's, he's a proper little geezer, you know. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sort you out with that, mate. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's great. It's it's just such don't, a movie don't setting. Add another, I, actually, I am looking now. I've decided, like, 
I need to just do my, my many more laps. <laughs> many, many, many more laps is kind of what I want to do. So maybe I need to get hold of some some Roman legionnaire gear. <laughs> but fuck, my spare room is just ridiculous at this stage. Oh, you're getting full. Yeah, I can understand that. We've got a 40-foot container full of kit. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's almost yeah. like people need like like a storage like a LARP storage solutions yeah. in the centre of England being like bring all your LARP kit down here we'll put yeah. it safely for you yeah. no we're yeah. not a storage place we yeah. just <laughs> deal in LARP storage yeah LARP storage. Yeah, LARP storage we got like foam dragons back there yeah. we got like yeah. hundreds of pieces of armour you know it's essentially what we've got in kit isn't it? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because you do you how does the like how does that work like logistically having to supply kit for crew and all the rest of the stuff like so we're very lucky because ILARP has been running for uh, quite a few number of years now uh, there's been like a build up of kit so we <laughs> <A> have <laughs> yeah, we have a 20 well, we got, foot 20 foot container we've got yeah 20 foot container full armory. of armour swords shields weaponry for crew to use also players to use if they require a certain weapon yeah we, we quite often have people who are totally new to it and we lend them out a full set up for whatever up it is yeah. right. well we, it was a trouble this weekend because we, we've got four Roman shields four Roman and we shields. had to keep going in and taking them off people <laughs> yeah. so that we could send in the like super high up officers because they had just taken them in and then let them against the tree and not use them all weekend and stuff yeah. but, and then we've yeah. got like a, ship, a, a container that is just all costume and I mean costume from like the uh, the Vikings, the um, Dark Ages, all the way up to the 1880s, um, yeah, and and we've modern because we've got, we've got, got World War One and World War Two as well. Yeah, and all the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, for for Achilles George of Achilles and Gulag. It's just it is a it, for us. It's quite because it's all on site for us. We can we can grab and go as yeah. what we please. It's but, my happy place as well because yeah. I, I I worked in um, costume in cinema for a good. 10 years on and off and um yeah I, it, it makes me very happy to be able to just go into a shipping container that's full of anything i might need mm. be able to throw together a character for pretty much any era and i've, I've got a degree in fashion history so i can be really specific if i want to i'm friends with uh someone who works in film and television and also like a massive oh, like ellie. Yeah, ellie, yes. yeah ellie, ellie great, yeah. You know her. yeah yeah she's fantastic um but like being around people like you like is so good just for everyone else because like <laughs> I, I email ellie uh, or email how old am i um <laughs> i message her regularly being like this like this, this yeah, very yeah. specific really specific random thing i've thought about or, or problem yeah. i've had with my kit and yeah. she'll be like bam this is the answer get on with it you know i'm very lucky <laughs> i'm yeah. very lucky because i will always look top form and kit because <laughs> i have yeah. It's just easier to make stuff for somebody. On dating apps, I basically anything like uh, f- costume for film and television. Immediate swipe right, immediate. Like it doesn't matter. I don't need to read the rest of the profile. It's uh, it's an immediate catch. Um, yeah. The um, yeah. Uh, well, is there any advice that you would maybe give for like, say, if someone's listening to this and they want to organise LARPs and get on with it? Is there any advice that, that you can have? I know that you were lucky enough to have kind of like kit here and some. Yeah, we were, but we're... how would you from from zero? How would you mm. get yourself to that level? That, um, I used to do quite well out of um, uh, closing down theatres and stuff like that all over the world. We'll quite often put on eBay, job lots of things. Mm. And it can be quite a difficult investment at first. Yeah. But the, the sheer, if you have a good quality kit, 
that's been made even if it's 50 years old you know some of the some of the red coats that we've got uh, i sort of tracked down um their um what's the word that i it, like, yeah yeah like it was like i was a uh, an archaeologist trying to well a fashion historian trying to track down specifically where it was and and searching up all these like old companies that became another company and then mm. you know two ballet companies merged and became another one and so some of these are from like the 40s um that's but crazy there's still an incredible neck because they were only ever used for you know for 20 odd years they were used uh, for probably the nutcracker every year yeah. and then they were rented out on like the patriot or something like that and then came, yeah <laughs> and so some of them have got like burn marks in the back from where probably the stuntmen were being exploded off horses with um cannon i love that idea though yeah. i love the idea that the clothes have History. narrative yeah, they have yeah. Like a, it's yeah. really cool. The when you, it's a it's a hard one because if you you need to choose choose your game first, choose your game first, and then go from there. Because mm. if you go straight, if you go, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, <laughs> you may not have the kit that you want. So find out what you want to do game wise. So say if you want to have a little taster, if you're already part of a fest system. See if you can do a player event. Mm. Work out how many players you want to run the player event for. And then you go from there. Um, a lot of people have their own kit these days as well. Yeah. Like you, can, you can often get crew to bring at least base layers, base layers. And then a couple of cloaks or yeah. you know um, odds and ends that might be useful. Mm. And we very regularly have crew who show up with like an interesting helmet that they have bought at a you know a garage sale years ago mm-hmm. that they've always had they've always wanted to use for something and they've gone right well we're in this fantasy setting and you need a big bad can i wear the helmet that i've always wanted to wear you know and it's amazing what people have in their yeah. sheds yeah <laughs> it is you just kind of got to get your and also get your crew as well like you need to get your people get some people together have a talk chat about the game that you want to run let them like it's not just yourself if you try and run a game by yourself, you're going to burn yourself out rapid quick. Mm-hmm. You need to have... I'm very lucky because I have Kitty as a partner. But then we are very lucky because we have the community of the Eversley, uh, Eversley community, yeah. be, it, um, be it player, be it crew. Um, and then there's certain people in crew that I could always be like, because oh, I have um, a couple of people that help me write um, uh, random encounters for... Uh, smoke and brass mm. so I could do the main story and they can add bits to it um, I think this is a. I think this is a, like I, I'm guilty of this as much as anyone but like um, not realising the skills that you have mm. and that it's okay not to have skills in yeah. all aspects yeah. and, and sometimes you genuinely need to outsource stuff yeah. or get other yeah. people involved That's who it. will who will yeah. love those aspects yeah. of it that you might find yeah. truly awful and, and hard yeah. to do um, other people might be really keen on doing that like I know a couple of organisers they've done a few, couple of player events now um, um, and, and Caitlin I'll just say Caitlin she's really good at organising shit right like she's just that that's her thing She yeah. and when yeah. you arrive at the event she's got the, the packs out everything is ready to go and everything's just so perfectly streamlined and wonderful yeah. and like I would fucking hate that I would hate it more than anything else if you gave me that as a task yeah. like but her interest and enthusiasm gets yeah. that shit done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think when we did the um, triage um, player events with uh, Tony Porteous and Elsie Longo ran, um, the the spreadsheet for that event was far, far, far 
in much greater detail than any of the events that we've ever run. <laughs> <laughs> we have ever run. They write yeah. something like 400 new traumatic wounds for the Empire setting, specifically for that event. Some of which have become standard Imperial ones Jesus now. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 Just the sheer amount of work that some people are totally willing to put into... It's a hyper-focusing, really, isn't it? If, if you're interested in an aspect of a game and you can develop it into something that other people are interested in, I think right. it's just chasing your passions more than anything yeah. else. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I think this is... I like... I come from like I'm I have mixed feelings about some aspects of the reliance on volunteers that LARP mm. has yeah um, I think it's a question of scale and all of that stuff right like I think yeah. like small events obviously when you start getting to larger events I, I think it probably with the turnover of money you should probably have more paid yeah. through yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that the the, the amount of people that are willing to put time and effort in and craft stuff, write stuff, um, the actual physical time by being on the field and helping yeah. other players have a great time is one of the best assets that LARP has. It's, in fact, it's probably the best asset that LARP as a community has. Yeah. yeah. Is it's the community. effort of the community yeah. and, and the interest of that. Yeah. I think yeah. we've really benefited from just how keen and, and enthusiastic so many, so many of our crew are. And like when we started crewing here that was a very different um set of people and and we were the young ones coming up through it and like in our mid-20s and um a lot of the guys who were teaching us the ropes were in their 30s or like older even like we've, we've had some crew who were you know grandparents um mm. who just throw themselves into it and stuff but um a lot of them have moved on because they've got married and had kids and they're just in a different place in their lives yeah. and we're kind of on about the third or fourth generation now aren't we of of like waves of people coming through yeah. and it's just amazing how quickly they can um so it's it's not even ranks it's just like we, we were joking at what, what the longest path that all the crew who showed up because we had no idea who was going to show up because it, it was on its fourth date fourth date um, COVID. yeah we we didn't care at like, that point we didn't care if it, as, as long as there were like three players and maybe five crew we'll go for a nice walk in the yeah, yeah. you know and and the fact that it was um so well attended you know, considering um, was fantastic, but all the crew who showed up were were ones that we knew we just could rely on immediately. You know, mm. they know the site; they are happy to have a radio. They're happy to tell us if things aren't working. They know is, the vibe of our style of games. Yeah. Uh, I know people that just like crewing. By the way, yeah. Like, yeah. this yeah. is a hundred percent thing. Yeah, hundred like, percent. When I'm talking about like, oh, my preference is oh, I just want to play all the yeah. time. Like, yeah. I know people that are entirely dedicated to crewing, and yeah. it's also a really great way to attend a shitload of laughs yeah. on a yeah. budget basis. And, and a load of yeah, because <clears throat> here we we. Um, uh, always feed our crew um, three meals Saturday and then breakfast on Sunday. Uh, they get and it's not just fed, like well fed. Yeah, I yeah, would say from what I saw. Yeah, like they they they're, and, they're yeah, probably yeah. leaving with more calories after the weekend. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we work them hard, but we got to feed I them. Am you a know, feeder. we're feeding yeah, <laughs> basically <laughs> Italian grandparents already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they get five pound crew credit for every event they they. Um, they fully they crew. Full, crew Didn't for a weekend. That. Yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. And so this it's... weekend at Legio, we sort of started running it because all of our cr main crew who are, are, are like ref teams yeah. and are like, uh, you know, people who lead people out on skirmishes because they're like, right, I know where in the woods specifically the rest of the crew are hiding. <laughs> the, the guys who are like the quest markers, you know. Yeah. Um, they were so super, super keen to play in this Legion and we were like, have to bloody run it now but at least they'll use up all their crew credit because yeah, they're, they're yeah. the guys who've got like 30 pounds each which is like a cap just to like spaff on, on tickets yeah you're, you're definitely like making me think like maybe I should be crewing more yeah yeah, yeah absolutely also when you 
what I did, what I found, because I did play quite a lot before I started crewing. I found now when I do go and play a lot, I f- understand more of what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And then that allows me to be like, okay, there's a, I know, oh, there's going to be a lull now. I can sort myself out. I'm not waiting around for stuff. Or I can be like, right, this is a big red button. I'm going to push this big red button because you kind of get the vibe and you also you know how to play different characters better as well it's one thing you're... it's one thing I'm almost I'm scared of though is like seeing through the abstraction layer and seeing like yeah. I'm still but, in a, I'm still in that beautiful like rose tinted yeah, thing yeah. where I don't know all the mechanics you, and how it works you, and therefore sometimes that's like like if you if you put yourself into the into your role play <laughs> into your role play mentality of when you are a player you're a player yeah. you that is there all the time because you are in your character's mind you're doing what your character would do you know there's yeah. that kind of sensation of like cool I'm going to play this character and I'm going to play it to the hill because when I'm crewing I get given a role that I get for about 15 15 minutes to say like three hours and I've got to put all my effort into that 15 minutes yeah, yeah. see that sounds know? that sounds fucking awesome you know like, that and you, sounds and really you, and you good put, you put yeah. that effort into that whole 15 minutes and then you wave goodbye because then you yeah. go off and you go be splod number four well, you say that stabbed. but Ginger James had an in character nap yesterday in the middle of the game it's all I see yeah. it's all I see <laughs> yeah, 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 you know uh, it's, it's, it's varied isn't it it definitely yeah. is and, and we, we uh, accept all um, levels of ability and, and interests as well because you know it's great to have non-coms in there as well I think for me it's also like maybe like if I was going to attend say for example the Roman event I have fuck all that's Roman yeah. right like yeah. I don't have anything that's Roman like Flying Lead was really convenient because of like I could buy pretty much all of the oh, yeah. charity shops yeah. like yeah. really fucking fast yeah. right um Whereas some systems are really specific and you don't want to buy like some cheap shit yeah. off like fucking Wish or eBay and then yeah. stuff you actually do want is going to probably be commissioned yeah. or something more expensive. So I mean, you do. Uh, it's much cheaper for Legio because you don't have to buy trousers. You don't have to buy trousers, yeah. And if you do wear trousers, trousers are barbarian they will call stuff. you a barbarian immediately. You <laughs> take them off behind the shelf. Uh, so. That's sort of do. Well, get those trousers off immediately. It's surprising how easy it is to put together kit for most of the games we run here, you know, no matter yeah. the time period. Like, because we've usually got the odd like iconic bit of kit that we can lend out and um and, and just things like base tunics i think there's a lot of people who buy the sort of standard chows like red or green tunic as, as their first like wintermark character maybe as like an extra warm layer and those are just so versatile no matter the yeah time they're so they. versatile um and and it's just all being about able to fold isn't it? Uh, yeah it really is accessories and folds yeah i meant you know you can, with a blanket from a charity shop and well, i'm talking about pins, like having a can, tunic pulling it up that makes it shorter if it's a red one oh, yeah, that's a Roman yeah. one okay. put it down Layering. like in tuck yeah. it in you've got a sleeveless one yeah I mean some of them weren't the entire well, that was just that was, that was mind blowing what you just said just then by the way I've never even thought about that shit you know what? Like, it's all about like and also it's all about your accessories and stuff yeah um, but if you are new to if you are new to LARP and you do want to come down to you want to play a game that we run or somewhere else runs talk to the community trust me there are so many people like myself that has so much kit I can yeah. be like Right, I've got my kit on. Do you need to borrow your kit? Yeah, there you go. Have a whole wardrobe. It's because it's... my characters don't have just one set of clothing. <laughs> like I aim to have like three sets of clothing for like a main character. But it's like the the guy next to me, um, uh, flying Ned, was just like, "Hey, do you want to uh, uh, for cheap? I'll let, I'll rent you my pistol if you want." And he did next door to me. I was like, "I was like, sweet, that's perfect." Right, I'm playing yeah. a gunslinger. It makes perfect sense. But I, like. 
people are really generous with their time. Also, before you go to the event, putting feelers yeah, out yeah. and stuff, talking to organizers is always yeah. a fucking good shout. Like, and it's a really good to get a vibe from the system you're attending by those little interactions yeah. you have with yeah. organizers. Because, <laughs> like, I'm genuinely stunned at how much time and effort people put into dealing with questions and yeah. helping people out get to the game and we really it. relied on the community for that for us because, yeah. we, because we're here every weekend from usually thursday night until sunday mm. that there's so many hours in which we cannot use the computers to say anything yeah. you know and so it's we've got loads of people who just jump on and answer questions yeah if someone, asks, if someone puts a question on the facebook it normally gets answered correctly yeah. by a, a veteran player the one really? thing that does happen though in it's one of the things that Message the company boxes or email the company boxes. Don't message message the organisers directly because if they're not your friends, yeah. they lose the messages. Yeah, if uh, you do yeah, message, Facebook, will filter, it. Facebook yes. will filter it. Yeah, it happens so often. Yeah, you know, but or, we or comments or on comments uh, on, on posts on Facebook click. that we. Don't, yeah. get don't get notifications for, you know. For stuff yeah. like this. Uh, so we just can't answer things directly. Um, yeah. yeah, trying to. It's. Uh, I had a. I've, I've taken pictures at a couple of events, um, and uh, when I've posted them, the 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 volume mm. of stuff that I received over mm. the course of about six hours was yeah. so huge yeah. that people had people. My friends have been messaging or leaving comments on stuff, and I, I just couldn't even get yeah. through the yeah. notifications to see. Yeah people actually directly talking to me rather than yeah. everything else so yeah, yeah. the algorithm yeah. will get you yeah bonkers that's it. <laughs> um let's talk about games that you're running at the moment sure what are you running <laughs> let me just get the calendar up because yeah let's get uh, let's go because you literally have that many going yeah. on at the moment. yeah yeah so next you can we get second breakfast which is my oh my heart. god no, fucking second breakfast sounds yeah. so amazing it's, it's, <laughs> it's just not a lot it's, it's like an anti-lark almost yeah like, I've heard so like good. the PvP is like complaining about like I heard that there was a sausage party and like <laughs> people were like bitching about someone else's sausage rolls or something yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. like I don't, I don't think there's, yeah. uh, there's local butter in this pastry yeah, yeah. yeah. this tastes like upper from uh, pastry <laughs> stealing people's benches yeah at one point like with somebody sit, still sitting on it so <laughs> like, second breakfast is our um, our halfling lark yeah we can't um, legally say the other other H words because, oh. because the Tolkien estate are very litigious. So there's basically. So for all they know, that it could be set in the Warhammer for, uh, Fantasy Roleplay universe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just small hairy feet people that yeah. are really yeah. into food yeah. and yeah. kind of homely. And, and we've named right? it Frogmore because uh, the, the, the two villages are uh, Upper Frogmore and Frogmore Green. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they both have alternate names for the other one um, but because the, the next village along if you want to go to the supermarket from uh, Eversley is called Frogmore and we were like this is the most hobbity name possible I didn't even realise that there's Frogmorton on the, on, in the Shire yeah in the Shire yeah. <laughs> English village names are yeah. just so yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. 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 So yeah. stupid. And, and so we had a whole group of like ND crew going, more frogs, more frogs. So yeah, I, I assume like kit for that would be fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah quite Can I cool. ask when this is going out? Yeah. When? Yeah. I, I have no idea. So not this week. Okay, it cannot be this week if you'd Just like it not to be this week. Um, we've So we've spoken to Ollie Facey and um, Gorgon Photography who did the photos of the yeah. first one and they have a bit of an embargo on pictures until after the second one this weekend. Okay. And we so, also informed most of the players to keep uh, them. Yes. So listeners, it's not me delaying this episode <laughs> <laughs> it's them. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 it's them. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, take basically. that. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. That helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, um, so Kitty uh, got um, a monster suit commissioned for this game. Um, <laughs> it is. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is so it. I spoke to Mandela about in about 2019 when I, so I broke my hand in 2019 and I was on a lot of painkillers and in a shed on site because I am the only driver in this relationship. And so yeah. we just stayed on site for about six weeks until my hand healed enough that we could leave. And so we ran five kingdoms uh, that in that period yeah. when I was high on painkillers in a shed, and Johnny just cracked on with it with with his his other writing. <laughs> people were like, "Where's Kitty? Like, yeah, tell us yeah, where she is. Like, She's fine. She she <laughs> fell over in her hand. Yeah, she's she's in it, I, I, did, I had a mishap leading a load of witches through a wood during our, one of our Halloween games, yeah, and yeah, and, uh, yeah punched the ground while carrying a stool. It was bad, but um, so came up with the idea of separate as a joke. Posted it on Facebook as a joke. People are like, I will play this game. Of course they would. What, yeah, are, you, what yeah. are you thinking? <laughs> it's what I do now. Every few months, I come up with something that sounds pretty fun, like funny to run. I, I throw it out there in the hope that if I don't run it, then somebody else will, and I'll be able to go to it. Um, <laughs> My initial reaction, by the way, was like ridiculous, and then I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> um, and so, um, very soon after that, we realised that um, the average height of a halfling is about three foot six. Yeah. The average height of a Canada goose <laughs> is about three foot three. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke oh to Mandala no. and they said Oh no <laughs> no <laughs> And they said Oh, actually, um, Wookiee's decided to put all other work on hold because he wants to make a giant goose. Um, do you want the wings to flap? He thinks he's come up with a solution. Uh, and I was like, of course, uh, I couldn't possibly stop your creative ambition here. Like, make do what you will. This goose will be magnificent. And so the mayor, um, who's played by the fantastic Logs Dunn, who... Um, uh, goblin. The Goblin Workshop. Workshop. He makes uh, very... Like, the murder pies that, that you may have seen I love around. their stuff, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She plays our mayor. Um, and um, so her goose Hildegard is her pride and joy and uh, lays the most fantastic eggs which are ostrich eggs <laughs> which are the only things worth putting in a pie or, or a, a cake okay. um, and so Hildegard at, one, at a certain point in the game is unleashed and then the goose is loose and um, basically uh, Persephone Harrison who she plays one of the generals at Empire uh, Aracellus she essentially has a one woman untitled goose game up <laughs> Where she gets to play it within the game. <laughs> so she just goes around in a giant goose costume. She is a menace. Honking at people and stealing people's stuff. And so at the last one, they, they basically they built her a nest to placate her and put her to sleep and sang a song that was just like Sleepy Goose, Sleepy Goose, trying to get her to go to sleep and stop menacing them. Um, and then like she, she she got out of the costume and she you know she was standing there next to it and operating the head, which is on like a you know the grabby um, like uh, the, tools for picking. Oh no, it's, 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 it's like a T Rex, the old T Rex head. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's one of them built into the beak so that she can stand to the next next to it and stretch out the neck a long way and grab things with the beak, and, like people, yeah, yeah or yeah. knives, <laughs> or knives. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 there was um, the youngest player who was Robin, who I think is two, uh, was just standing there, sort of stroking her beak and feeding her grapes for about twenty minutes <laughs> while while various crew members like swapped in in the goose roll to to keep eating the grapes. Okay, this is one thing yeah. I think is incredible about kids, <laughs> yeah. like. Do they think mascots and things are real? And like, oh, when does I that know, not yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but people were shrieking. They were terrified yeah. of Hildegard. Well, no shit. I can imagine. I'm scared of it. I want to see it. Like, I want to. I want to try and appease it. Yeah. But wow, that's it was, awesome. It was very funny. That so, is, yeah. 
That that's that's one of those stories that if I was going to like tell someone that hadn't LARP before a story from LARP, yeah. that wouldn't be like top of the list immediately. Yeah, just yeah. to try, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get involved. Yeah, maybe second breakfast. Okay, keep yeah. going. Keep, right, going. So, keep, keep so, advertising. <laughs> oh, so, um, so it's second breakfast. Then we have a weekend off, but it's not a weekend off because we're going to Empire. Yeah. Uh, then we have um, we oh, run at the start of July. We got July. We got Bind Rune. That's that's um, the Viking game that I started. Uh, Last year? Yes. Yeah, last like year. Lockdown, wasn't yeah. it? I need some Viking kids. These are Vikings. Like Ragnarok oh, sounds really good as well, dude. by the way. So if there's more Viking yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. We, we were in the same so, museum at LARPCon and it was really cool hearing like their pitch and everything what, that they were doing. Yeah. yeah. So um, Bind Rune is uh, based uh, in an island called Manifel that's between uh, Nor- uh, Norway and the Shetlands. <laughs> I just um, want to apologise everyone. Kitty's clearly got a drinking problem. So, oh my god! Um, um, sorry, Johnny, to interrupt. No, no, that's all right. Uh, pour it down I yourself. Should, I all the tankards are full of Roman wine. So yeah, um, Bindrune is um, based in a fictional island in between Norway and uh, the Shetlands called Manafell. There is a group of um, four, uh, five clans. One is uh, a clan that kind of left the other four. 700 um, years before. 700 people years before. They're about uh, working together, unifying, and they're about to do a... Um, their summer their, raid. Their summer raid into northern England. Yeah, where they think South uh, England Scotland. may be, because it's right at the start of the so, Viking period. So do you play as one, that one clan? You, you know, you play as one of the... Um, one of the Three clans that are left. So you have the Refskegings, which are the NPC clan. They're, which they're the kings and the tr- uh, the craftspeople. The craftspeople that deal with like travel uh, between the clans. And so it means that if we have any traders who who show up to the game, they are automatically part of the Refskegging clan. So that there's a bit of a separation between them as players or them as traders. Um, and then each of the other clan have a different. Uh, the other three yeah, clans all the, have different vibes. There's the Ildings, who are the um, seafaring clan they, they live on the coastline of Manifel which is the island um, and um, they are hardier people so they have we, we have a, um, a death system at, um, at Bindrune that has so everybody has an oath band which is a, either a bracelet or a necklace with um, they're the shiny little beard beads with runes on uh, that a lot of the winter markers end up wearing in their beards oh okay uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 um and um, every time they get into a situation where they decide their character probably may have died, uh, they can decide to either uh, take that death immediately, and we may well play out like a Valhalla sequence or something like that, um, or they can uh, decide that the gods have smiled on them and have thrown them back into uh, you know, the land of the living and are able to carry on with their saga, uh, as they decide to. You know, some people, they decide to, t- to die on the first death. Others, they essentially have three lives that they can... Can go with. They get the bet. They their idea is to get the uh, the best death. Um, uh, listen, I watched Norseman like last week. Oh, I haven't I'm, seen it yet. Oh, fuck, I'm I'm hot on that Viking <laughs> yeah. shit yeah, at the moment, yeah. man. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and um, yeah, so they, so they, they get start four, with an extra one uh, to give them an opportunity to like really show their prowess. Uh, but it's not just like warrior deaths; it's no, like, other it's things other that things can, right, they can like, kill them. Um, so the Eelvings are the seafaring folk. We have the Augings, who are um, they're the mountain clan, who uh, are all um, hunting and archers and um, basically Trackers. more nomadic than the others because they follow where the game is and they uh, they travel and they trade as they go in the mountains. Um, 
There's the Björnings, who are your kind of classic farmer Viking kind of archetype, who are all herbalists as default because um, they've grown up in the sort of lush farmlands where they can pick herbs. And so they all have essentially sort of chirurgeon kind of skills. They, they, they can do first aid as standard so that we don't have one person who's playing a healer and trying to sort out everybody. You know, you can specialise and decide that as a Björning, you're... you're the best healer you know and you're not a warrior you're just a healer that's all cool um we've got some of the npcs who yeah. sort of specialize in that yeah so uh the uh, Björnings are kind of herbalists by default they grew up on far- lush farmlands where they can um forage for healing herbs and that sort of thing so people can specialize in being a healer from this clan if they want to but they've also got a berserker tradition where there's particular mushrooms that grow in their farmland <laughs> that they can kind of pickle <laughs> and, yeah. and it means that they can have a burst of sort of berserker um, energy in battle, uh, and so each of the, the clans have like a they have a different like, skill as well. Cause, they have a different vibe. Like yeah. each each of the clans have like kind of like slightly different culture, slightly different culture. We haven't color coded our Vikings though. I no. should say. <laughs> no, but there is like a certain kind of like and, and how does this working out are they adversarial to the other clans no no, no they're, they're working together yeah. traditionally they've had a rivalry rivalry with the the fifth clan on the island um who are the they call them the goat clan the uh, the brutinger who um their founders all landed there together and they've got the sort of hero um Tale. founding tale of, of these five warriors going there and then one of them betraying them and going off and becoming a king by himself on the other side of the island and bringing in Yom's Vikings from the mainland to like fight the others, and so the last the, the last arc of the game has been about um, binding the clans together, um, as well as bringing the Bruce Singers back into the fold, yeah, so that yeah, they yeah. can basically leave the island happily to then go on their and first it raid without worrying that the whole thing's going to go to shit while they're away, yeah. and then which is Viking world problems, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. and because they've got to worry about the mainland in in um, from Norway, uh, Norway, where there's all the petty. It's it's way before um harold fairhair bind, like becomes you know the king of norway and, and and takes over that whole swathe of land like there's so many there's about 30 different kingdoms at the moment in norway in 799 when the game started it's the year 800 now but, yeah so that's but, like really early viking yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah so these are the first uh, six years after lindisfarne yeah, yeah. right yeah. really early okay yeah. um, so they know of uh, england but they don't know very much about okay. it okay uh, yeah. so another one to add to the list yeah, then yeah, yeah. right like yeah. what, what's next uh we've got a, uh, a couple of uh next one would be dropship achilles which is a um airsoft sci-fi lap where you all play um mercenaries called myrmidons that are on a dropship called achilles you get dropped into situations. You have to deal with all sorts. Um, they've had to deal with um, terror, uh, terrorist triads, um, uh, AI going wrong, um, natural disasters. Natural disasters. I love this concept of like throwing people into the meat grinder, yeah. and that's yeah, kind of absolutely your so yeah. good. Love that. Um, but it is an air, it is an airsoft based LARP, so it's airsoft guns. There's a lot yeah. of safety involved because of the the fact that we are using airsoft rifles so for it previously a lot of the ILOP games had airsoft as a component mm. uh, because uh, our boss Josh he, he also runs Gunman Airsoft which is a, an airsoft company so uh, there used to be a lot more crossover Flying Lad was originally an airsoft game yeah. Um, as was Gulag, Gulag. Uh, both yeah. of them have since been rebooted so that they're blank firing because we personally prefer it and we don't like wearing micro for some of the games where it's, it's not so atmospheric yeah. but for, for Dropship 
the whole thing is just being a merc on the ground. A merc on the ground, the ground working for the, the company, which is basically the space CIA, yeah. and doing the job you've been tasked with. Yeah. Uh, we put them on a training exercise because on well, one of the episodes, they put a load of civilians into a building and threw an incendiary grenade into it um, and stuff like this. <laughs> So it is. Um, it's, they, a, they, it's a really it was, enjoyable game. Supposedly, for... it was supposed to be a uh, a healing grenade. Yeah, healing grenade. <laughs> um, uh, but they chose uh, the wrong colour. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that incendiary grenade I gave you? What the healing grenade? <laughs> oh uh, shit! Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's, the there's a picture of me in the car park just doing this, like, like having my hand on my in face, hand, just having being just been like, told by the players what had just happened. Because then, of course, because it's all reactive, yeah. uh, we had to react to that. So we had to work out what we were going to do. Just go in and shoot one of them. Oh no! So we actually waited for them to bring. So their whole mission objective was um, basically uh, the planet was being mined. An explosion happened, and the mine released uh, heavy metals into the air, and basically made the populace mad. Um, Well, like super aggressive. Super aggressive. Um, So you put them all in the giants cage effectively yeah, and killed them yeah, yeah. yeah so they, they were trying they to were trying to heal together them together and then like, heal they, them yeah because they worked out that they um their stim injectors for healing could like surpass it that's why they aren't going mad they could um, project nanoparticles to yeah. heal them all by putting them in like the grenade casing and blah blah, blah. I, I, I sound i feel like really judgy right now but i'm also very much aware of role play games <laughs> i've played yeah. and also being a dm and yeah, just seeing yeah. Yeah. seeing how bad decisions come out of people yeah. is yeah. incredible yeah. like so we had to um hobos so it was really, but this is the thing it was um like all all our live games because they're competitive um not competitive they are um cooperative, cooperative um storytelling then we had to think about what we're going to do so of course <laughs> took the player to the one side and like right i have this plan what we're going to do is we're going to get you to escort the main scientist to the drop ship as you get to the drop ship mr mr jones who is like the company man is going to shoot you in both your kneecaps and leave you on the planet <laughs> and he was like cool what are you going to shoot me with we're like a blank fire he's like i'm down <laughs> <laughs> i love you that. know so that is what happened. Yeah. We basically got him, had a big firefight all through the valley, up to the top, got him to the drop ship, had a load of smoke, got two like big Atlas suits, which are like full um, OTV rigs with like robotic faces, come out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jones comes, takes my pistol out of my pocket, kills the, um, the scientist right away, so they didn't actually have to lead him there, and then <laughs> shot the guy twice in his kneecaps, left him on the floor, went, if you want to leave him here, good. If you get on this barge, you get paid. If you don't go on the barge, you um, you lose all your pay. Half of the players went, see ya, and just walked onto the ship. Four of his mates were like, nah, we're going to have to stay with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it was really good. Um, and then every event is like has a slight continuation of the story, but they also yeah. go do another mission and get dropped. So the next one is a um, R&R. So they're going to a um, a planet to just have a bit of relaxed relation before they had to go off to another. It's like a backwater, backwater, like old, like, like re- uh, holiday planet, yeah. right? That's really that run down. Same again, fifty-ish players. Uh, like so that. that's about thirty to um, forty players to um, thirty to twenty crew. So it's a bit smaller one, but it's um, it's airsoft though. Like there's a, there's uh, there used to be a lot of crossover with the laughing airsoft communities, yeah. but we're finding it's less so now that um, uh, yeah. I think there's a weird like uh, we call it like a, a, a nerdy like Venn diagram yeah. where you have like cosplay and, and um, airsoft yeah. and yeah. roleplay games yeah. like coming into stuff um, 
I think a lot of the stuff that I think some people have been drawn to Airsoft for roleplay reasons without really realising that's what they're yeah. actually looking for. Yeah. And I think there's something quite refreshing about when they actually just realise, oh, actually, it's just the roleplay I'm here for rather yeah. than the actual sure. yeah. mill sim yeah, type stuff, right? Um, yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. Um, I mean, like... Uh, mill sim is a form of... Um, in, the, in my eyes, a lot because you are pretending to be a soldier. Don't tell them that though. And then, <laughs> okay. yeah. if you're wearing, I mean, like I, I find it a bit weird when people start wearing like actual badges for real units on them and things like that. Yeah. I find that a little bit distasteful. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not really involved in the uh, airsoft community. My my involvement has been good, but I have heard some bad stories. Obviously, like if everything else, you know, I think it's so. like yeah, exactly. Like literally yeah. everything yeah. else, yeah. right? Like I've heard some, I'm like being a dude like there are whole aspects of LARP that that are negative that I, I'm literally oblivious mm. to they yeah. don't they literally don't affect me in any way yeah. shape or form so I'm like oh there's no problem here and then I'll hear like someone else say like this is a massive fucking issue <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh shit like, yeah. 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 actually you've kind of highlighted this and now I'm very much aware of it you know uh, we've got some absolutely fantastic um, marshals at the uh, monthly games here that are very much a part of the Eversley community and who do a hell of a lot of the like building works and site clearance and just like the heavy duty like graft yeah. that makes this site work yeah. and if it wasn't for them we would have so much more on our shoulders that we you know we yeah. really struggle it's uh, it's well, that's why we say it's the Eversley community not the LARP community because yeah, it is the, the site community the airsoft site and the LARP side that make it so yeah. great yeah I get very much I, I very much have had a sense of similar people showed up to the same events that I've been yeah. to There's the, it feels a very much community vibe the people all know each other they know what to expect from each other um, and, and very welcoming I should say yeah. like my my dipping my toe in as just like and just trying to play as hard as I can yeah. with anything like was immediately recognized and enjoyed by people yeah. right like yeah. it was something 100%. that was like I didn't know anyone I just came in but literally by myself and just tried to have fun and then people are just so welcoming yeah. you know this is one thing that I do love about our community is it is welcoming you can be a veteran LARPer for 16 years or you can be your first day in the field and they will treat you exactly the same mm. yeah. but it's, it's I think it's but it's also that attitude that you bring though like to, to, when when you hear like oh your character was one of my favorite things that happened this weekend type thing or in that yeah. thing yeah. is like ah yeah. oh, fuck I couldn't be happier could yeah. not be happier that yeah. me dicking around made other people happy yeah. you know like that's awesome yeah. um, right how many <laughs> more well, yeah. yeah 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 well so we, we, we'll we... talk about um, two new ones I think probably is a, is a good thing to do because yeah, we've, so... we've got two new games that we're launching this year one that's already sold out hilariously because yeah. uh, we launched tickets a couple uh, about a month ago. Uh, which is the Oasis, um, yeah. which is a 1933 set uh, film set LARP, where you are part of a group who are on location on a fantastical island that shows up every 100 and, or, know, 130 years or so, um, and it's a totally normal natural phenomenon within the setting. Like it's been documented for since like ancient Greek, um, and. Um, <laughs> It, this is going to be the first time in, in everybody in the settings' lifetime that it has emerged. It's it's sort of been Malta and um, roads, yeah. and uh, so it appears out of the ocean and it's there for a few weeks and then it disappears again. And it's it always appears with a fantastic forest already atop it. And so it's the, the si- modern scientists who are desperate to go, as um, but the rights to the first exposition there have been bought up by this maverick. Um, sort of Hollywood film exec 
who's filming his latest uh, blockbuster on location on the island as like the most expensive and potentially the most foolhardy uh, film ever made. A little King Kong, I like yes, that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> pretty, much, pretty yeah. much that's what the aspect is. And yeah. you all play, um, the tickets went out and people uh, basically purchased a ticket for a certain role. So you had the film crew. Oh, fuck, that sounds so, so awesome. You had film crew, you had um, the, cast. the cast, you had um, the security. Who were going and, along to make sure that nothing goes wrong, well, to protect the studio's investment. Yeah, and the consultants. Um, the consultants, which are kind of like your archaeologists that wanted to go there but didn't get the rights so and jumped onto the film so they could yeah, go have yeah, a look. Yeah, yeah. they're definitely going to advise the yeah, director okay. on, uh, on you know uh, like, the historical aspects of, of the setting yeah. rather than... To try and find off in yeah, 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 your pockets yeah, with like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that sounds dope. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's, it's such be, a dumb idea that it's, it's been on the rock pages, but it's kind of along the same lines as our Flying Red Nightmare kind of setting. Like, it's going to one shot it. Yeah, it's a one shot and don't expect to survive because yeah. the island is going to. Oh, it's a one shot. Yeah, yeah, oh, one that shot, sucks. But we might run it again. Um, oh, a 1930s costume just uh, oh, yeah. lit my yeah. imagination yeah. up with like yeah. oh my god that'd be so the, it's fucking the mummy, cool the straight the yeah, mummy, the like, mummy. go for, any, for anything with the mummy that'd be yeah. giant flat cat yeah. 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 yeah but it's a load of like uh, we know that some uh, crew members that got tickets uh, are being like an Italian mafia you know you know yeah, Italian American mafia. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> ex, uh, probably like ex Al Capone kind of. I life. think I think being a film star would be the oh, best. Yes, yeah. Like you don't have to engage in anything beyond no, your own personal that's universe. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some incredible like character concepts that are on the drawing board we got uh, one of our film uh, crew is the stunt double of one of the cast and so she's got a, a giant ginger beard that she's going to be sticking on every time she's going to do a stunt for him and he's like a Shakespearean actor who's is very taking he's taking himself very seriously but he's been taking this uh, oh my god playing, playing a lovely darling <laughs> yeah. that you yeah. just come yeah, out yeah. with endless stories about yeah. your time on Broadway or, or the West End it would be yeah. so good yeah. my so agent good. is insisting that I take this role because otherwise he'll drop me so. have you heard of an actor called Charlie Chaplin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's going to be great um so yeah, we've got so many games. It's ridiculous. We, yeah, we, um, like if I like, we'll just list them all. List so we got flying, so, let's make brass, which you've, obviously you've got a whole episode got, on. Which so you we don't shouldn't need to go into that. buy tickets for. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to avoid that. Um, five kingdoms. Five kingdoms. Yeah, which is there. Oh, I hear five like kingdoms. five kingdoms is dope. By it's, the way, oh right. So it's a, it's a, it's a D and D based lot basically. There's five kingdoms. You get to choose orcs, two types of humans, elves, dwarves. Um, each have their own flavors. Each have their own styles. It's pretty much a. It's D and D. It's D and D. It is D and D. I'm not trying. I'm trying to say it, but it is D and D. It's a yeah. fantasy. Fan, it's a fantasy based. You all um, work inside uh, Harker's Lodge. So you're all heroes it's of like on the frontier. On the it? frontier of this like, um, it's like ten years on from what happened in the story before we did the, like the soft reboot, the design document. Um, so there's this dark forest that the magic's been pushed out of, and now things are starting to awaken it. More people are like going to the frontier. There's a um, a witch hunt happening because it was all caused by like a um, dark magician. Yeah, it's just fun. All the all the magic, like the um, like the big spells, are done with flash paper, so that you get the attention. And so your like, wand is a wand is a lighter, is a lighter and you're like. Um, by yes. the power of my ancestors, <laughs> yeah. you're the, um, yes. the 
We got some fantastic pictures. Around you. Ollie Facey managed to snap a picture. Oh yeah, Ollie. it was noon, and I, the, with the with the exposure, it looks like it's night time because yeah. the, it, the brightness of the flash paper is just setting fire. Oliver Facey's a fucking. I love his work so much. Like, uh, he, it's an absolute privilege. I, I never get snaps of myself around him, but yeah. like, his, actually, that's not true. He has actually sent me quite um, a few times. Coming to Eversley, I feel as it is like a bit of a cheat code with Ollie as well. Because yeah. as, soon as, as soon as he knows who you are, he's like, oh. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I always feel bad for Oliver because it's like because he's like one of the photographers. Yeah. Like, there is a certain amount of burden and weight that has oh, okay. because of that. So, yeah, like I'm very aware. Like I, this is how I I talk to Oliver. It's just like, just chill with him. Yeah. I don't talk to him about photography. If I do, it tends to be something like I worked yeah. on or something like that. Like yeah. he doesn't want to hear me badgering about when is this event going to be out or when are the photos did you get? Out? Oh were, my god, were you yeah. here oh for this god. moment? Is there yeah. pictures of this and all? Just all of that nonsense. Leave yeah. photographers alone. It's, yeah, right? like, it's leave it's such a level it's, of effort that they have to we're, put in we're, to to even decide which pictures make the cut. And it's yeah. It, well, it, what yeah. like Gorgon Gorgon photography? So we've got our we've got our home very, photographers very here. Well. Really, um, yeah. Emma H and a few um, we've got a lot of guest photographers a lot of guest photographers recently as well GPRD is a big thing they've got to deal with Um, but yeah it's just every like I think every time I speak to Emma I was like yeah someone messaged me when when are the photos coming out it's it's oh it's just in in, like half the time I'm like wait two more days like literally just make me wait yeah, longer yeah. every time know. somebody asks Emma how long the tickets are, the, the, tickets, the photos, the photos will, will take up. she adds an extra day <laughs> <laughs> you know, schedules yeah. it because up. it just yeah. it's just one of the, it's like they do it out of, of um, out of love of the hobby yeah. and yeah. it's for, for the vast majority of photographers in the UK it's not their full time profession no. they do no. have day jobs no. and they do have limited hours in the day but if you if, if you're you know just a normal person around them and, and talk to them like a, like a regular Please human. Please talk to them. <laughs> yeah. To let them be able to just crack yeah. on with what they're trying to do. And, um, you know. I, 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 it's something about that, like, I, I kind of... Because I've, I've brought my camera to two events, both from player events. Yeah. Actually, actually won the LARP Awards this year, which is quite oh, nice. 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 Yeah, nice. so um, pretty proud of that. Um, but, like... It's funny, like people acting differently around you because yeah. you're holding the camera. Yeah. Like, if you bring your camera up for any reason, everyone's just completely. Yeah. This like, is, it's weird, right? Like, like, I get it. I get <laughs> it. This is the, I, I'm the same. I mean, like, this is a, it's just a, this is the thing that I find really great with the Gorgon photography lot and all of the faces because there's times where the picture will come up and we're like. When did you take that one? Yeah, like, like how were you in that moment? How were you in that moment? There like, was only four of us in the room. I don't remember <laughs> seeing that moment. <laughs> yeah. Actually, weirdly, the f- photographs that I've had of me—and you're right—is cheat code coming to a smaller event because you just get yeah. those photos of you. Um, there were a couple of pictures of me from really personal moments. It was the moments I was most engaged with an RP. Like I was actually mm. like yeah. really in those moments. Like when did you uh, switch off? A character was dying towards the end of the event. It was a really emotional thing for me, and everything that happened with that. I didn't register there being a photographer no. anywhere around no. me. And I'm so glad that there's a couple of snaps of certain moments that are like, I can take those memories to the bank, basically, right? They'll, they'll yeah. always be there. And even in yeah. 10 years' time, I'll look back on those pictures and still get that emotional pang from the moment, you know? And it's like, yeah. that shit's so good. But then again, I say all this, and then, like, Last Empire, I was running back in character with my mate, and my mate goes, oh, hold up. And I looked over, <laughs> and I, all of us there, and then we just were like, 
Like literally, <laughs> yeah. middle of the fucking field, middle of the field, heading towards the gate. Right, we're all yeah, knackered yeah, and stuff, and suddenly yeah. we're all shoulders back, yeah, chin up, like yeah, in, trying to look. It's just like yeah. you disgusting that. idiot, Dave. What are you no. doing? Um, so yeah, so uh, Five Kingdoms fantasy, basically D and D love. Yeah. Can't be a paladin. Can't be a orc barbarian. Can't be a archer, yeah. elf, mage, wizard. Um, <laughs> Then we've, we've got, got a fantastic bard. Oh, well. we've got we, a fantastic. We won bard. bard of the year this year. Sam uh, Kerr, he's fantastic. He actually plays an elven bard in the game. He looks like when someone goes picture an elven bard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, at one point he had a flower crown. Yeah, that I think he made yeah, on the got counter. Flute, you yeah, know, all this. Uh, but he. But the, uh, the reason that we were also say. behind him, him getting bard of the year, is because he writes get songs in game, and so he'll write. A song about something that has just happened, yeah. and then perform it the following evening. Yeah, I, I, I there's something about because I, I like telling stories that, yeah. that stuff, which is yeah. like its own thing. But the, the singers are like yeah. the bards. Like, like, the, I, the, like I said, yeah. like you end up realizing for television and radio and all the rest of the thing, the value in a singer or a storyteller yeah. is like yeah. anything yeah. that helps you forget about the dark, yeah. the cold, and yeah. like or helps you, you learn stuff or entertain you become incredibly valuable people right yeah. um, you're gonna hate me there was a there was a really beautiful part um, long walk the longest path so 30 players yeah ish, ish. I think it's 32 so 30 players in a line walking through the woods Sam Kerr with his, with his loot and the entire line I mean the entire line singing Oak and Ash and Thorn the entire line. I don't want to hear about this shitty event. <laughs> it sounded exactly. awful. I oh, oh, let's all go walk in the woods. <laughs> that sounds fucking great fun. I, would, I, I can't wait to I, go to the next one. Trudging along. I mean, talk about lazy fucking game design. Yeah. I was going to make them walk 12 k oh, they're too tired to do anything mate, at the end. Me like, and the crew had a great time sitting around waiting for them to just get in position. Driving past in a minibus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely. I had a load of grey pilgrims that, and it was at the first this point of the uh, like the well, entire the walk, forest, yeah. um, like because we were able to t- get in touch with the Forestry Commission, they let us walk on the main paths, not just in the sixty-four acres that we use, um, but in the something like one hundred and eighty oh, to two hundred acres that are just around us on all sides, and and so we couldn't figure out how we were going to get into position uh, in time for you guys to, to meet this, basically this group of dads who were refusing to uh, to ask for directions on the trods. <laughs> <laughs> Grey pilgrims who just didn't know where they were. Yeah, uh, yeah. Had a map upside down. <laughs> like, we're there. We're now you're there. Yeah. Like... Um, and, and, and it took us a good 10 minutes of like trying to work out on Google Maps how to get into position before I went, I've got a van. <laughs> I've got a seven-seater. I could just pack it full of pack it full of the dads. <laughs> the players will be like, I feel like there might be an ambush. On <laughs> no, but one thing I did get as feedback for that was, which I really like, which is something I like about a lot of these the the kind of games that I've experienced at Eversley, um, is the kind of um, you get to have like an idea and then twist that idea even just like a, a few degrees and make it really fun, right? Like you yeah. can have interactions yeah. that are. Yeah just like, yeah, like you're just, saying just standard interactions yeah like everyday like, interactions yes and just it builds that kind of not everything has to be a fucking yeah. bloody ambush like it's the same as you're if you're running a D campaign right yeah. like it's not just by the numbers stuff of no. like are you going to do this and then yeah. there'll be a fight at the end type thing yeah. to twist those things and have a like a an imagination on on what's possible keeps the players guessing mm. and like really immersed in the world mm. i love it as like a point of game design that, that yeah. seems yeah. to happen here it, also it's always <laughs> so make sure that you have something um 
to, to react react to what your players are doing. Mm. Don't don't railroad them. Yeah. If you if you if you bring an NPC and they stab your NPC, that get, was only the lieutenant of the NPC. That was only the lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, of the NPC. That, that was get a someone to come in and be like a messenger's come through. Where is he? You know, yeah. and then get the like, dude. You know, I'm by the way, I'm I can't go to the next flying lead, <laughs> and it fuck it. Oh, I'm so I so badly want to go because I just want to. If if the second coming walk into the village, I'm killing them right there. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm shooting them down, it, it. and it would be amazing. Yeah. And it'd be such a good it moment. Was, it would it would it, uh, it, there'd be a it, court it, case, it, it, and it have to be tried. It'll yeah, be amazing. Uh, yeah. and I'm not fucking going. And it, <laughs> oh, it irks me so badly. Uh, oh man, I want to go so bad. Um, are there more events? Oh, there is. There, there yeah, are, there yeah, are. Yeah, there are. So that, the Gulag, so, Lambert King, Lambert um, King, Arthurian Knights. Set in uh, the 6th century. You're either so a knights, men at arms, peasants. Yeah. It's uh, Ufa's died. The sword is in the stone. Sword got drawn out by a fake king of Scotland. Got annoyed. Broke it. The shards went all across Albion. They need to get the shards. Rebuild the sword. Put it back in the stone. So then the king can draw it. That's dope. Yeah. It's, it's Big, set in the 6th century, uh, but uh, it's taken a lot of inspiration from, from every version of, of Arthur that it sort of existed as yeah. stories. Yeah. So a lot of the players wear sort of 15th century armour because Le Morte d'Arthur was such a massive thing. Um, the Mallory um, version of it is so steeped in that sort of 15th century armour yeah. thing. Um, but we, we do like to joke that the whole thing is taking place at the court of Henry VII, who was a massive just, Arthur nerd. Just, the extent that he called Henry VIII's older brother what? was called Arthur. Yeah. Isn't, there like, isn't that like part of historical record, though, that these things were the myth of Arthur yeah. came way later and was actually just based on a lot of yeah. the kind of stuff that was happening at the time. Like a lot of yeah. allegories like for stories that people like in the present day yeah, are actually yeah. much more reflective of the time that they are set in rather than they're, yeah, what absolutely. they're trying to represent. And like. like in some of the earliest Welsh versions of it, the, in the Mabinogion and the, the, the Red and White book, um, Arthur shows up as like a bit part and, he's, and, and it's almost like the cameo on like friends or something where it's like mm. a recognizable actor and everybody starts cheering because they're like arthur's here yeah and then arthur walked in with his hunting party yeah, yeah, yeah. and clearly he's already a character that they know about and there's there must be so many stories that have been lost to the mists of time and it, that, mm. that predate um the sort of eighth to eleventh century stories yeah. by a good couple of hundred years and we'll never know what what, what that was i think there's but, something really cool about an awful lot of the kind of we get a very sanitized version of a lot of the stuff yeah. of the oh, that kind of stuff, yeah. but yeah. like, I like all of that stuff to do with like and how brutal it is and yeah. how um, even like I, I wrote a, a screenplay for a dumb horror movie years ago and it's called like based on the Green Man and it's yeah. all about like uh, a modern don't don't steal this idea it's gold um, <laughs> a council estate being built over uh, certain bits of woodland and then the this green man starts to manifest itself within the town and starting affecting things in the town. Yeah. Thing. It's a really cool idea. I was just like just researching that as yeah. part of like me trying to write for it as you do right like this is gold like yeah. this is so good this mythos yeah. of people living in the forest and they yeah. look like a tree and then their eyes open and then they're there and it's, it's mad cool. isn't it um i think we should probably say about uh our other new our new our new game uh, so um we in june 20th we're going to release the design document for hoist the colors which is going to be our new pirate game so we yes. we ended Buccaneers last year. Last August. Yeah, last Buccaneers, August. Buccaneers uh, which was the long time running uh, pirate game we had here, uh, which is based around like Peter Pan, Hook, that kind of vibe. Um, bit of Treasure Island. Bit of Treasure Island. Yeah. It was where it was me sort and Kitty met. Uh, so um, magic based um, pirates. 
this is going to be a lot more sort of this is going to be uh, more black, black sails traditional pirates black flag, uh, black flag. Um, basically uh, Nassau has just fallen uh, all like your big named pirates uh, Blackbeard etc got the na- got the pirate navy to do one last stand against the Brits the English lost all of the like well named ones died yeah. Blackbeard was already dead but Anne Bonnie, was, Anne Bonnie um, um, Caligo Jack Rackham, Jack, Jack Rackham yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all uh, have perished in the war so it's these pirates now leaving limping away limping from away. that final armada uh, they, they have five ships that survived yeah. the rest of them all were sunk and they so they picked up the crews anybody in the water who's still alive got picked up by these five ships or any they, refugees from yeah, Nassau yeah. they've picked up I've got a cracking pirate yeah. accent that just needs to come out like, yeah. I'm not going to use it now I'm going to save that yeah. <laughs> but yeah so and the, the premise is, is they're trying to reef they're trying to get to an, an island marked that black Blackbeard found just in case Nassau fell where they can start making their own, a new Nassau. So it's a, a bit new, further north. A bit as well. further north, so we can get away with the temperature of the uh, the, the English <laughs> the climate. Because yeah. uh, we can't base a game in the Caribbean when you're in a pine forest. No, yeah. So yeah, the premise is is that you're there. You're trying to remake this kind of free nations pirate nation. Yeah, um, we like to set all our games in like fictional pockets of history because mm-hmm. uh, then we get to set the rules of what is socially the standard way of doing things, you know. And and it means that like for like Manifel at Bindrun and and um, uh, is it New Austin? New uh, Austin, uh, flying yeah. lads, flying lads, uh, and and this island that is yet to be named. Um, there, we can define what the um, social standards are, and that means that we can say from the get go. This in this setting, it doesn't matter what your gender is or your sexuality or um, where you're from, because all are equal in this society. Yeah. If you're in this game, no outside characteristics should be anything to do with your character. You know. Yeah. You are who you are, and um, you are accepted within this setting. Yeah. Because it's just rubbish. Otherwise, it's, it's a massive shame that we have to. I think it's great that these are rules. It sucks that we have to be in a yeah, world where these yeah. are rules, right? I mean, yeah. like, but like, I've learned a lot in my time at LARPing, right? Like, um, like, not that I've ever been like a menace or anything like yeah. that, and really had some really nasty prejudicial views. But I've I've started to like view. Sometimes I've interacted with people, and I've been like, oh fuck, like maybe I should check myself on that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. Um, yeah, not that not that anyone's like gonna beat you up or chew your ear off for something that you're, you know, with good intentions, but. I think it's been a really good growing experience for me, learning yeah, an awful lot yeah. about that. It's, it's again, it's the uh, lot. It has a has a community, and you start meeting people that you may not yeah. interact with not on a day to day, which mm-hmm. is really really good. I think there are some games that really thrive off the kind of um, like dealing with these difficult subjects in the way that you know is really like refreshing and cathartic mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, but we don't know enough about so many um, marginalised identities. No, one, to be okay. In there, no, this way. If this stuff was easy, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about yeah. it, no. right? So it's like uh, I think like coming in with good intentions, setting up good rules, like like having everyone's equal. Yeah, you play the game and you're yeah. all yeah. equal um, is very very good. I was speaking to one friend of mine, um, uh, Paige, and she was talking about her experience at Empire. Um, the sense of like, and, and another female player actually listened to uh, on a podcast, more, more her, but. The sense of empowerment 
that you can have yeah. that I never have to ever think about being a dude in, in, in English society or British society is never really a thing for me but the empowerment of a female warrior is something that, that they don't get to experience mm. a huge amount in the real world you know yeah. and also it makes people like like learn about themselves in their preferences sexuality mm. all of those things right like I think yeah. I think yeah. LARP has a like a massively underappreciated aspect of making you view yourself through a lens of yeah. abstraction, which is amazing. It's and a, test the waters. Yeah. Whatever things you want to try. It's escapism, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So you get to escape the, the your mundane life and you get to kind of dip your, how much, whatever you really, how much you want to, even if it's a toe, if it's a whole arm, <laughs> into... You toes on your arm. Toes on my arms, why not? Okay. Um into something that you may have not done before like yeah. how many people have gone yeah I'm a fighter in like real real life yeah, yeah. you know let out like an angry yell or a roar you know well, it's, it's, uh, there's been a few situations where like um, if you've listened to podcasts for a long period then you know but like I've had moments where I've uh, doubted myself or I haven't done the thing I wanted to do yeah. because I was nervous or something like that and that made me just go like oh fuck well, like, why am I even nervous about this right like and it yeah. gave me lots to think about but then made me in those same situations just just go yeah. right yeah. like uh, I'm not gonna it weighed on me that much that I was like fuck I'm not gonna let that happen yeah. again right yeah. um, but I've had friends uh, I've talked about we talked about this briefly when I first arrived um, before we started recording but um people's sexuality their relationship with their identity in general and it doesn't this doesn't have to be a dramatically giant change it's more like opening doors in your mind or personality yeah. and identity yeah. that you're like oh fuck i had no idea this was here like yeah. i'm yeah. i'm now more of a richer person for all these things i can now experience like yeah. without the uh without the uh constraints of maybe some of the more your upbringing or social norms that you were kind of created in your own mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it can be stuff as easy as, like, singing. Like, f for loads of us, like, yeah. how many, how often have you sung, like, communally with other people yeah. outside of, like, assembly in school when you were eight, you know? Like... I, I think performance is a really great part of this yeah. and it's actually been a great stepping stone for me. Like, I'm one of those people that tends to get quite nervous around um, certain things. Like, mm. I just, like a lack of confidence. I tend to kind of have this, like, almost like I pick myself up by my collar mm. and I throw myself into something, right? That's yeah. kind of how I sure. picture stuff in my mind, right? From yeah. the external, you're like, wow, Dave doesn't give a fuck. He just does the thing, yeah. right? But internally, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And then a the hand reaches over and yeah. throws me in. Okay. Yeah. But I had this with uh, Songs and Stories where I was just like, uh, first thing I did at Songs and Stories was a limerick. Yeah. Because I was like, 10 seconds, I'm out. Step yeah. in, hello, read the fucking limerick, say goodbye, and then I'm gone, right? <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. But then um, now I'm telling stories and a lot more comfortable with that. Yeah. I, friends of mine who have never sung before have sung publicly now, yeah. which is yeah. fucking amazing yeah. and seeing them grow as people. Um, yeah, it's fucking dope. Fuck, I, I love the hobby. Yeah. I just absolutely yeah. love yeah. it. It's, it's, really, it's really fun to be part of it as, as, a, as a game runner. Yeah, professionally as professionally, well. Professionally, like... yeah. Yeah, it's it's my job. <laughs> yeah. I get to uh, most weekends. I get to dress up and be someone else for a and bit. And God, let me tell you, if he doesn't get to fight somebody, <laughs> he is bloody awful. <laughs> At second breakfast, like, like the last ever run one, he kept coming. He, so he was supposed to be doing. We we generally um, cater because we cater for the crew. Sometimes we do meal tickets, and um, it just means that one of us is usually in charge of running the game, and one is in the kitchen 
like between doing other things but but quite regularly yeah. like in charge of the kitchen things mm. uh, and it's partly because we can't have I mean it's too many cooks just in the kitchen but also in running the game yeah. we will get on each other's nerves and we'll end up <laughs> running the game. Um, and so we each have our own projects and that's that's good because it means that we can support each other on our project um, but what was my point I was I was going somewhere your with point that. was is um, <laughs> I like to fight people yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so second breakfast uh, Johnny basically uh, kept coming out of the kitchen in a right mood just awfully just Marty you know coming over to the to the crew who are all standing around he'd had a lovely time as, as some like nuisance little apple scrumple, scrumpers who'd, who'd stolen some apples that the, crew, the players were still trying to find to put in an apple pie and Johnny Black right can we get them fighting? <laughs> no, on, I Kitty. didn't want them fighting. Come on, Kitty. I didn't want them fighting. Why I didn't are they just him... sitting around? It feels like they've just come back from doing loads of stuff. Yeah. Like, nah. We need to hire a basketball player to come in and, and like attack them with an orc mask or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, yeah. the... Um, oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah we're, we're, we're lucky. We're, yeah. uh, we you get to double foot plant people in the chest. Uh, uh, not the, the chest, the shields. shields. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Isaac. Isaac. I never... I, no, You guys shields. Have, have prepared shields. that. So... <laughs> it's it's their custom I, move. I think we are very lucky in <laughs> the fact that we do run LARP games for a living. Hmm. This is our job. This is our job to um, entertain and write a story with a fantastic community. Yeah, an absolute, and also able to write a, write a part of a story. And then hand it over yeah, just to a group <laughs> of 30 to 60 players and see what they think of my crazy imagination. And where they, what directions they take it. What directions I, they take yeah. it. I may, I may put something in and go, yeah, they're definitely going to go that way. And then they just kill a load of civilians in a hut with an incendiary grenade. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's, it's yeah. uh, like I have, I kind of understand that from a, a DMing point yeah. of view, and I love that. It's one of yeah. my things that I. In fact, I'm I'm learning every day. Like, yeah. just because you've set up a narrative, roll with those punches. Yeah. You can still get from A to B. B yeah. might be very different by the time yeah. you get there, yeah. but you can still have the same emotional yeah. hooks and notes. Yeah. But like watching the chaos of roleplay oh, is chaos of roleplay. Fucking glorious. I love it. Yeah. Just the in jokes that yeah. start up in little gr- groups oh, as well, like games and like. It's oh. great. Like we, we really enjoyed listening to the podcast of um, Flying Lad because at the time Johnny was injured, um, yeah. and so he wasn't in the game anywhere near as much as he usually is. Mm. Uh, like he, he's very much a lead from the front kind of person, whereas I'm kind of a stage manager kind of role where I like to brief people, get them in there, and I rarely take centre stage. But Johnny is like kicking down the door and and we still, me and you still went and rescued the noble yeah, guy. Yeah, like uh, you got yeah. one arm, yeah, and we're one just arm, away in the woods, just <laughs> the two of us. Um, so but, good. But, as a result, like usually I'm in the field for a fair amount of it and, and join in with some of the skirmishing, but because Johnny was injured, I wanted to make sure that the, all the backstage stuff went as smoothly as possible so that, you know, we didn't have any major issues. Um, and so we saw far less of the game than we usually do. And so seeing somebody else's perspective that we had no idea about for the most part, yeah, I certainly had part, no idea yeah, about. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, we knew some of the movers and shakers involved, but had no idea that of, of the narrative like, that had been do, created. Doing a podcast is, is it's, it's really weird. And I'm very much aware of me coming in as not an expert and it's all very much my opinion based and all this stuff and like coming into a system and like me saying to you oh by the way i i do a podcast and i'm gonna release an episode on this like mm. I, I, i'm still kind of like i don't even know how the best way to kind of like 
You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you don't want someone to come along and just basically shit on your entire event and take it down, right? But at the same time, like, I have a, I have a very strong uh, feeling, passion, uh, mentality towards, like, transparency. Yeah. If I don't enjoy something, then I'm going to say. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, there's a certain amount of responsibility when it comes to that that I'm terrified of. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, it's very tough. And also, like, I think, like, as, as my LARP kind of ex- career goes on i'm learning different things and i'm developing tastes mm. so what i might one of the big worries is i go to an event and it's a perfectly good event i just don't have a good time mm. right like mm. i probably wouldn't do an episode if i was feeling that way about it but like it's definitely something that i need to think about yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. well there there is there's different games out there as well like say if you go to one lap and you don't enjoy it Go try another one. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like not picking the same. up a video game and being like, "Well, I didn't enjoy that." Yeah, and then going, "Well, I guess the entire all genre video games." Yeah, all yeah, video yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You all... pick up a first person shooter, you're like, "This is rubbish." I'm not going to play any games. But then again, you've missed out strategy. You missed out yeah. role yeah. play. You've missed uh, out puzzles. Also, community as well. Yeah, right? like as well. there are even even within like let's use like Empire as a, a really obvious mm. example. It's so big that actually the culture is it, yeah. there are many different groups yeah. and cultures within empire yeah. so you might go to different one nation. cultures in different nations yes yeah. so you might go to one nation as a new player and just feel completely locked out of the game yeah. right yeah. like you've got no I, i'm trying i'm asking people yeah. i'm saying i'm new to anvil and no one's giving you the time yeah. of day but you might go to another thing and just walk past a campsite and be like hey did you want to did you want to sit down? Do you want a, do you want a bit of stew? You're yeah, like, do you want a bit of stew? <laughs> like, have a beer? Yeah. Like, what have you been doing? What yeah. nation are you yeah, with? Yeah. All this yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Like, so it's I your think, first time to Anvil. You just yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, it's like, I worry about people's first interactions with, and like, this is true for anything, like yoga. Like, if you get the wrong teacher, <laughs> oh, you'll be yeah, like, yeah, fuck, yeah. I'm never going back to yoga yeah. ever again. And it's like, if you have the right teacher, you might be. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely if you go into the yoga studio, go like, oh, I'm brand new. Okay, we're going to make you do like experience yoga. You, you hurt yourself. Yeah, and you're going to feel like a fucking dickhead. So, whereas I think, like, I don't know, like I said, this is organizers can only do so much of this. I feel like, I feel like the communities, and that's why I think uh, this is why I was so keen on coming down here and talking to you guys because I think, like, genuinely, Eversley has a really special vibe. Like, Mm. I feel like um, I talk about this sometimes with the idea of, like, if you don't like golden ages of things. You don't know you're in a golden age while you're in that time period, but this is the only time period that I'm really looking at and being like, "Am I in a fucking yeah. golden yeah. period right it's now?" Super zeitgeisty. Yeah, <laughs> like, am I? Yeah. But it, it feels yeah. that way. Like yeah. everything, and I don't know whether this is because I'm involved with like the podcast and everything that that's meant to me, and how it's kind of like it's sure. been so great as a ride for me to go on. But like, lots changing in the mm-hmm. sphere. It's things are developing. Things are the imagination's flowing. New players are coming into the game that's that it. were never in it. We've got we've got new pe- we've got a lot of new people coming into the hobby, uh, be it from because of um, COVID making them want to go out, or the history, all the people that have been watching YouTube's D and D over lockdown. D over lockdown. That you've also got the the technology and also people's opinion as well has changed heavily on like these types of hobbies mate i want to kiss matt mercer on the lips and say <laughs> thank you so much for everything because he, he it's like i know there's like he's like lord of the rings was a really good turning yeah, point yeah. and a few other yeah. bits but like the change of attitude towards dnd has opened up all of this other yeah, nerd all this, space all which this, has been yeah, brilliant right? and also more people are looking out there for different things now and yeah. they're like oh i really enjoy this game oh i really enjoy that game hang on a minute what's this live action role play oh i'm gonna look it into this and then there's I think part of it as well, sorry to interrupt, is that people are currently really appreciating the um, human contact yeah. and d- like 
disconnecting from um, screens and spending some time in the because at the end of the day like some of the the way I usually describe it to like the lady in the laundrette Mm. is like you know it's like a video game but in real life and with a real pub and with real fire and with real friends dude I had uh, I had a a moment with one of the players after flying lead where basically the conversation was uh, after that they had to go away and have a little bit of a cry. Yeah. I was like really emotionally hit by it. And basically it was just two guys that had, knew nothing about each other 48 hours before just saying to each other, thank you so much for the yeah. feels. We gave yeah. each other a really genuine yeah. hug and it was just yeah. like, I can't get that off a controller sitting at home, yeah, right? No. Like yeah. it's uh, it's it's a whole different vibe. And it's it's like, um, if you're listening to this and you haven't been laughing, obviously get, get the fuck down to your local lot, basically. Yes, absolutely. Um, Find out who's in there to you. Give them a go. Give them a go crewing. Yeah, I think like we have like a fairly international audience. I think it's that's another thing that's been really cool. Mm. Like, is understanding how what we do in England affects yeah. Yeah. more yeah. than just here and the players that you're interacting yeah, with. There yeah. are like we're all inspiring each other and like yeah. one giant yeah. community around yeah. the planet. I, you know? I think um, especially um, our style of LARP is very much in- inspired by Germany and Poland, but the, also yeah, the, like Scandinavia, like yeah. a lot of Nordic LARP. I need um, to speak to an expert on Scandinavian LARP, by the oh, way. Oh, I can put you in touch with you. Uh, I, need yeah. to, I need to have an episode which is like just a hard out, yeah. nerd out, talking about yeah. design, mentality, ethos. I need really, to, yeah. because it, it keeps coming up. Yeah, it yeah, keeps yeah. coming yeah. up and it, I'm always interacting with it on this kind of thing. Like it's, yeah. it's a one word or yeah. one sentence that I'll be like, that's yeah. fucking good. And they're like, oh, that's a Scandinavian thing. And I'm like, yeah. I must know more about it's, this. It's, there's, there's a convention that they do every, every year that... that um, goes between four scandinavian countries and they each host it year on year uh and that's supposed to be like just incredible collaboration of different lap styles from from around the world but specifically from like northern europe and i feel like they're really leading the way and in some of the ways we think about lap as like a a journey that you can go on in yourself mm-hmm. um but yeah we, we gave a tour to, to a, a, a nordic lap organizer uh, before lockdown um and it was very eye-opening to see how he viewed the site compared yeah. to like how we would because yeah. he would just point it up like a muddy ditch and be like oh the Norwegians would love that like, <laughs> they'll, they'll hide in that ditch for hours and just having their own fun being miserable because the whole type 2 fun kind of yeah, comes out I am, I, at the same time I should say like I like I'm the sort of person that on guard duty will make up a song right yeah. and yeah. sing with yeah. my mate I'm not interested in actually stoically fucking yeah. watching and yeah. being a guard yeah. like yeah. I want to fuck yeah. around a lot so maybe there's a limit to this stuff yeah. I, can, yeah. Yeah. I don't know they'll probably answer that with well if your character thinks that then you should do that so I don't know fuck. Yeah. Um, really? we're actually um, kind of getting to the end of the amount of uh, tape I have on the <laughs> so, no it's been so wonderful I reckon we could go for another hour <laughs> easy yeah. um, but we're going to call it there basically um, uh, thank you so much um, for having me here and invite me down and let me talk uh, and thank you again for like being so welcoming of me actually releasing the episode and being so supportive of that because it's always still like kind so of nerve wracking yeah, 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 but um, yeah good luck with the events um, uh, thank you all for listening um, and thank you as always to our wonderful patrons I've had a couple of really wonderful messages from our patrons recently um, I won't say your names but uh, I really appreciate uh, you reaching out and just letting me know what you're doing it's been really fucking cool so I appreciate that um, uh, right um, is, is there like a how, how would you, do you want to just say goodbye like is there anything you want to see, say before yeah, we well, close out we see you in a field or forest soon yeah hopefully this forest yeah get you <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> Johnny fight you <laughs> bye everyone bye